0: Hey there! This show wouldn't be possible without the generous support of our backers at patreoncom TV. It really does make a huge difference for us. Lets us dedicate a lot of time to playing the games and doing the show, right? So if you want to uh, kick us a couple of bucks a month, or maybe more, or maybe less, go on over to patreoncom TV. There should be something there for everybody. All right, thanks.
1: Uh, hey champ, how you doing? I'm sorta of down, Dad. i kinda of worried the Chicago Bulls won't complete their second Ah, oh,
0: Ah, buddy, let me tussle your hair there. Hey, what else did you do today?
1: Uh, well, um, in class, we watched current President Bill Clinton on the Arsenio Hall show, you know that video from a couple years back where he rocks the sax? Um, and then, we tuned in for the Timothy McVeigh sentencing. Uh, it was pretty cool. How about you, Dad? Did you have a cool day? Well, kiddo, uh, this Melissa
0: Drexler case doesn't look too good. I'm I'm real afraid that she'll be charged in exactly three weeks with killing her baby during prom. Oh, golly. <laughs> well, it is the 90s, after all. Say, I bet I know what'll cheer you up, buddy. A new computer CD-ROM for your Intel Pentium III. Whoa! I went to the electronics boutique, and I asked the clerk for the hottest new disc, and she suggested this. Trapper
1: Keeper One by Bullfrog Entertainment.
0: Yeah, I understand that these simulation games are really burgeoning these days.
1: Ah oh, jeez, Dad, thanks. I can't wait to try it.
2: Pleasant View High. Nestled
0: in the cornfields of the Midwest, this insipid little school is full of disorganized little monsters who mix their pens with their pencils, lined paper with unlined, and so on. Teach them a lesson that their hapless instructor neglected.
2: Your erasers
0: need a larger compartment. Today's entry on your page-a-day calendar hasn't been removed yet. Your vocabulary homework is in danger of falling to the floor. Your pens are out of ink. Harvest more. Your vocabulary homework is in danger of falling to the floor. Your eraser is in dire condition. The unicorn on the front has been marred. Your vocabulary homework is on the floor. You are sleeping on the Trapper Keeper.
1: This is too complicated. I'm going to go back to doing what I was doing before. Waiting for AOL 3.0 to start up so I can email the UN Security Council about their oil for food initiative, whereby Iraq may sell $2 billion worth of oil to buy food, medicine, and other necessities to alleviate civilian suffering caused by sanctions imposed when they invaded Kuwait in 1990. Oh boy! Welcome. This is gary butterfield
0: this is cole ross
1: and this is watch out for fireballs a games club podcast
0: and this week we are talking about dungeon keeper which is a strategy and simulation game developed by bullfrog productions and published by electronic arts for the pc in 1997
1: man and i I looked up some youtubes about peter molyneux (laughs) they're a bunch of screaming kids with blonde highlights uh, on there, they just yelling about him. <laughs> what do you, what, what do you people mean? Hate just that like, guy.
0: like, people, no, just, uh, people who are really angry about that. What's in the box.
1: Oh, no, like everything or? with that guy. Yeah, like everybody hates yeah. Peter Molyneux. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh he's a, he's a gaming socially accepted hate object. Yeah. this yeah, is, But this, this is, is before he broke bad.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, this was, this was almost literally right before, like he left during the production of this to go work on, uh, like to go found Lionhead. He was like, yeah. this is. This is fine. I'm going to go now. My home yep. planet needs me.
1: Yep. I need to go make black and white. <laughs> let me, let me tell you about it.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just... See, that's, that, that's the problem <laughs> right yep. there, right there. When you start telling us about it, that's the problem. Yeah. Yep. Lots of, lo- lots of screaming folk. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this is, this is right before that. Um, and this was back when, you know, a nice reminder that Peter Bonner used to do interesting, cool stuff on the PC. Yeah. Ball um, because, great. Yeah. 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 Um cuz this is uh this this game is interesting and cool. Mm-hmm. Um in Dungeon Keeper, you play as a dungeon keeper and you're building a dungeon and kind of managing minions without directly controlling them and trying to kind of wipe out your opposition and paint a uglier picture of the world. Yes. Um make the world worse. Mhm.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the 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 meta story of this. There's no real like plot or movement aside from Hey, this kingdom is pretty nice. And each of these little towns is pretty nice. What if we fucked that up?
1: Yeah, this is this is a nice little coffee table here. It'd be a
0: shame if somebody, you know. <laughs> It'd be a shame if Chris Farley fell through this.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to, to get Chris Farley back. You have to actually make several sacrifices to the, yeah. the temple. So if you put three vile demons, you get Chris Farley back. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um,
0: so yeah, uh, Peter Molyneux uh, There's going to be more details about this, but he decided to make it into make it into a sim uh, because he sees the role of a villain as that as kind of like a middle manager. Like, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a cute idea. He he had it in traffic. Yes. Like there's like a story about it where he's driving through traffic. He was stuck. He started thinking about how like when you are being evil and kind of managing these these uh the, you know being this despot, like it is essentially just management.
0: Yeah. Like he was and watching then, the way the cars found their way forward through all these jams and stuff
1: yeah yep and then by the time you know he's so engrossed in the idea this is you know who knows if this is old, old uh <laughs> old, <laughs> old, old talking old, talky and McT- mm-hmm. but like uh by the time the traffic cleared up he d- had neglected to move because he was so engrossed in this idea yeah um had a long like a development cycle as well like mm-hmm. this this was i think it was like started in 1994 um everything so for the time everything
0: yeah. i saw was two years
1: okay yeah. Um. So, so 1995, yeah. possibly, but like it was quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. You know, it took a long time uh, to get all this stuff together, and it's it's because it is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um. So in this game, uh, you play from a top-down perspective, kind of most of the time, and you control this hand, uh, which you can use to kind of direct your imps um, to dig and, uh, and and shape your dungeon to pick up monsters, or you kind of slap, you have this uh, the slap of evil mm-hmm. uh, that you can do as well. And all these things have kind of functions. This weird. Uh, interstitial step between the player and the creatures in the game.
0: Yes. Uh, my pro tip for playing dungeon keeper one, uh, you do start from this kind of isometric perspective that is meant to highlight that this is 3d. Uh, there's an option to slap that bad boy into straight top down, which makes this much easier to scan. I, I,
1: yeah, I like this game has some pro- some scanning problems. Like this is, you know, this is a neat, interesting game that I think is hard to play mm-hmm. in 2018. Um, and I played it as a kid too, but it was it was just hard to go back to because it's complicated and one of the things is readability and anything you can do to increase that readability, yes, is really, really useful. Playing it isometrically, I think would be more or less undoable right uh for me yeah. you know I love isometric games, but mm-hmm. I'm just not where this kind of positioning kind of matters. no,
0: absolutely not. so it's fortunate that that option is available to you. I like playing it yes. from the from the theme hospital perspective, yes, yeah. Uh, so uh, that slap that you have, that'll motivate your monsters, but it decreases their health and their happiness levels. And yes. motivation is important because what's really impressive about this game, to, to me personally, is how it simulates the behavior and pathfinding of your minions.
1: Yes. So as opposed to, like, this plays a lot like an RTS, but it also plays a little bit like a sim. Like a Dwarf Fortress uh, kind of thing. Yeah, like, you know, where these these are these are agents, like they have wants and desires and strengths and weaknesses and stuff, and you don't so much control them and tell them what to do as influence them. Right. So something like slapping, which is going to make them happy, but they're gonna like, hey, bo- the boss is mad. I'm going to work twice as hard. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of ride the throttle <laughs> uh, on everything. Right. You know, it's like, how much abuse can I get away with? Um, And the game goes really far in that. Like, it's just because we did it so recently there, you know, you spent a lot of time like you do a lot of sacrifice flies uh-huh. in this game like literally and uh and the baseball <laughs> metaphor um where like you 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 know i want less of this monster i'm at my creature cap let's mm-hmm. kill some things right um you know which is like an act razor thing yeah you know like it reminded me of that as like an early example of like you know kind of kind of trimming trimming the fat greater good
2: yeah
0: Pr- pruning your uh your creature pool is what you're trying yes to do. yeah um yeah. And, you know, there's like an ecology to this. They're going to get along with different, uh, different other monsters. They're going to like gravitate naturally towards particular tasks or particular rooms. Um, and it's kind of this interesting dichotomy where you have to do a great deal of micromanagement. Um, and that is done at the absence of being able to directly tell somebody what to do. Like, the most you can do is pick somebody up and drop them next to next to what you want them to interact with, and they can choose to disobey you unless you actually jump into their heads and make them do it.
1: Yeah, or there's another spell later that makes yeah. them obedient. But the main thing is is this contrast with something like you know uh, Warcraft or something like that, where the the characters are generally just on your side, right? Like they are obedient. Yeah. Um, here that is not always the case yeah Um, and it ends up requiring actually much even them being a little bit more hands-off means a lot more work for you not less
0: very very much uh, so Um, yeah. this gets into final summation uh quite a bit all of that would be very interesting if the game didn't ask you to do a lot of kind of standard rts kind of stuff like mobilize an army to take out enemies kind of things mm. like the second i have to like put together an attack squad um i end up wishing that i had the ability to like hold down shift and select all of this kind of enemy and put them together and bind them to a to a hotkey to send them forward
1: there should there should be like an all out attack button yes like there's there's almost no excuse for that because the the methods they do give you to do that are kind of a pain in the dick yeah also very um, expensive <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean like the the spell like the like go here spell but it only has a certain range is not that and doing the the barracks thing is not that expensive. But it's not efficient and you can do it eight people at a time. Right. You know, like I just I just wanna like go go fuck stuff up. Yeah. Button. And they're there's just kind of not. You know, you can you can grab a lot of people from once. You can grab from the menu, which is a lot easier than grabbing from the board. Right um and drop people in places and if there are things to fight they will generally fight Mm -hmm. but i definitely had times where people were cranky or it was payday or they were hungry and decided to walk away from a battle and i was you know would have won it if all my guys would just like forget about their fucking stomachs for for two (laughs) seconds and just like kill yeah so it, it is uh i think that that is also on my list of things that would change this from something that i think is like undeniably neat and worth checking out and I'm glad that there are finally kind of spiritual successors to it Yeah. to something that is like, like XCOM where right. like XCOM doesn't feel like it aged really very much. Like I, you know, something like there's a game of a similar vintage that is still like as playable today. Right. Whereas this is slightly less playable, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I agree with you about that. That's one of the things that and readability are the two big things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that fuck me up. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so it's the, uh, and this is all stuff that will kind of change a little bit in the sequel. So, like, people who are like, why aren't, Why didn't you do the sequel? Like, I started the sequel. The sequel is not actually as different as it could be. Um, the big difference then is, like, your spells take mana instead of gold, mm-hmm. which does make a difference, but it means you have to wait to kind of do it. It still has that kind of, like, a well-placed spell will take a lot of your reserves. Then you have to wait for your mana to recharge. A well-placed spell in Dungeon Keeper 1 will take a lot of gold. But in either case, you want to get that right spell. So, like... Right you know, it it can kind of obliviate the issue. Um, I just ended up doing a lot of save saving and loading. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, am I ready for the assault now? Well, I'm not totally sure. I think maybe let's save, try it. And if not just reload and, and build up a little bit more. Right. You know? Um, yeah. yeah. So So that is largely the same in dungeon keeper too, is my point. Like, it's not like these are things that got obviated. Um, this kind of gets a little bit in the final summation stuff too. Um, but like there are, there's a, there's a couple spiritual successors to this that do take some steps. Yeah. Um, which is good.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so that hands off nature even applies to not so much the way you build out your base, but the way your army, um, is built mm-hmm. out or the way your, you know, workforce is built out. You have a spell that lets you create imps, which are kind of your, you know, base worker units. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can create those, their cost goes up as you have more of them on the board. Um, every other creature is kind of attracted to your dungeon through this entrance, through this portal,
1: um, and they're yeah, pulled from yeah. this
0: limited spawn pool that is kind of shared by all of the uh, keepers on the map.
1: Yeah. So, so like it, the game doesn't do a great job of explaining this. Essentially, like in a given map, there's room for ten like bio demons. Right. And if you have the things bio demons like on a certain counter, like the, the the spawn portal, your every spawn portal works on a different counter. When it comes time for it to spawn something, it will look at all the factors you have kind of do this Boolean string Mm -hmm. to see if you meet the requirements. And if so, it will spawn a friendly version of that thing for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And the game does interesting things with this later on, like later levels, which I think are generally less fun than the early and mid levels of this, but later levels become a thing where uh, uh, it can become a race. Right. Like, you know, Oh, there's, there's five vampires in this level. (laughs) I need to get the requirements to get vampires before the other guy, because otherwise he's going to have vampires and I won't. That's hardly fair. Mm-hmm. If Keela gets vampires, I get vampires, <laughs> you know, like it, it's, a, <laughs> like, um, so it becomes kind of interesting. The kind of issue with it again, is that readability, like it doesn't, there's not a whole lot of feedback. So there's a lot of trial and error with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but well, that, that passive way of getting monsters, I think is kind of cool. Like they wander into your service.
0: Yeah. Um, and <laughs> for me, I ended up in a lot of situations where it's like, man, I'm just not getting shit. Like, yeah. like, nothing is coming through, and then all of a sudden, as I am trying to peter along with my, like, two trolls and two bile demons, then all of a sudden, a massive army rolls in. It's like, how did I fuck this up?
1: Yeah, That they, lack they, of, they, that lack they, of real feedback bad. led me to do,
0: week, like, wiki dives.
1: Yes, and that's a thing that it is kind of a damning thing about the game, but it's worthwhile to have fun with it, is that, like, having, <clears throat> you know, wiki guides or maps ahead uh-huh. of time um because i feel like a, a version of this a modern version of this would have a stronger map spell yeah the uh the reveal spell that you have you're just kind of making sh- literal shots in the dark right uh, into the fog of war for it like just being able to reveal the map for 5 seconds and do your planning based on that um mm-hmm. uh, would make a huge difference so like playing this with a set of maps open will make you like it a lot more yes. in my experience
0: yeah you gave me that tip and, and i followed it
1: yeah it wasn't it wasn't unfun mm-hmm. because of that it just meant less saving and trial and error of like well i Ran off in this direction, and there's a bunch of heroes. As opposed, to if I had gone off in this direction, where there's like a, a torture chamber, I can claim. <laughs>
2: yeah, and, and you you get, get a bunch of you, free
1: mistresses.
0: You get into <laughs> mistresses. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 you. These maps are designed in some real fuck you, fuck you ways too. Like you will, you know, there there are lots of situations where there will be a gold seam or a gold deposit, and you send your little dudes off to mine it and by mining it you open up the way to an enemy dungeon and they flood in like you you allow yeah. a, a zerg rush to happen.
1: Yes. Yeah, so just like having having a map or having being able to spend a resource to get a map would have made a big difference. Yes. Like there you trade something because it can be fun if you're in a position where you're not super fragile. Mm-hmm. It it's because it, there's no action game element. So like being fragile and digging forward and maybe coming upon a trap is not fun because if you do that it's game over. Right. Like, you know, at that point, if you're not, if your army and your dungeon isn't good, there's no coming back from that, really. Mm-hmm. Um, It just means a restart. So it ends right. up being kind of trial and error. Like, yeah, like that's the thing. Like, the, you know, again, pushing forward into final summation stuff, like there's a lot of little problems with this that I think if they address them, which my understanding is that like these kind of spiritual successors do address a lot of them mm-hmm. would make the good parts of this just shine right. really brightly. Yeah, like I, I love that you have to it's just like whoever has the thing gets, you know it's a a little race for that resources. That's like Mm -hmm. a play space. that something like Starcraft or Warcraft has never played with. Yes. You know, um, even down to like who explores the map or who gets to this unclaimed territory Mm -hmm. and gets it, or who gets to the section you can reinforce walls So enemies can't get through them. Mm -hmm. Like you can do a bunch of real tactical stuff. It just, you're doing it with trial and error initially. And that's the problem.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: You can't have trial and error and tactics. (laughs) Like it's, you know, it's, it's the intentionality that makes it, you know, fun. So like pouring over a map and being like, okay, if I go here first, Reinforce this wall, then head here and claim, uh, you know, this dragon and then uh, go over here and put a guard post so I can watch and see if the enemy starts building bridges and then put traps here. Like, that was really fun. Yeah. Like, that ended up engaging a part of my brain that you don't do during, like, a regular RTS. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just not built into the game.
0: Right. Like In a a regular RTS, and I'm not good at these, so people might listen listen to this and roll their eyes. But like for me, all of the prioritization that you have to do is in your build order, right? Yes. You are rushing in order to get the highest level thing that you can, the most upgraded, so you can move around. And there's very little that you have to do on the map as you're going out there, unless it is a mission that is specifically uh, designed to break you out of that. See uh, StarCraft 2 yes um, the wings of liberty which does an amazing job at breaking those loops up uh and here
1: good and the, the reason why starcraft 2 has the <laughs> liberty to to break up that loop is that starcraft 2 is not trying to train you for multiplayer right uh this is mm-hmm. so like the, I, the single player of this campaign of this game is always meant to be like training for for hot seat multiplayer or like land party multiplayer yeah um the wings of liberty campaign is really unbalanced and puts you in situations you'll never get in in multiplayer right Uh, on purpose and it makes it a way better single player game
0: yeah with with units that you're never going to see yeah he, like, which so, is like
1: but, I, I love starcraft too, so much yeah, it's very like good. <laughs> it's extremely <good. laughs>
0: um but uh to, to, to bring it back to this, that actual prioritization of like I need to get to this thing as quickly as possible because some of these maps you know have very limited resources like if there is a gem seam somewhere you want to get to that as quickly as possible, so somebody else cannot claim it that yeah that that prioritization like taking it away from just kind of establishing the same road build order over and over again is really appealing to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you, but you just have to have that information and you could gain it by saving and loading over and over and over as you explore Mm -hmm. the dungeon, or you can gain it by, with internet.
0: And this might've been more acceptable at the time, you know, that, that, that kind of iteration.
1: Well, it also was, it's a much longer game if you do it with that kind of iterative sense. Like, I think you're not meant to first try a lot of these levels, you know, but that's kind of just runs in the face of modern game playing. Right. You know? Um, so yeah we we'll gonna kind of get to it as we talk about more of the this stuff, but it ends up being ultimately kind of a frustrating game because the things I like about it I absolutely love mm-hmm. and it still went down sideways in my throat right you know to to play it so um you can create uh, imps as you mentioned there's a again just a real pro tip eventually you can make imps cost be very cheap mm-hmm. and doing so was like again, the game never really tells you that, but like right. once you do it, it makes so many things. <laughs> Go, go down much easier because imps do everything like that is going to be the speed at which you gather gold and build a dungeon right um you design your dungeon is a little bit like theme hospital um where you direct imps to kind of dig out empty rooms like they tunnel and create rooms or tunnel two rooms and then uh they they essentially put down tile right like when they when they put down laminate like that is <laughs> your, your space um and then you designate them so you don't build a room like in a rts or like in the sims you just say this spot on the floor is a bed
0: this um, is this is where the gold money. goes.
1: Yes, this and is this where is, we torture. Yes, yeah. Um, and so the uh, uh, each of those tiles—that's what you're building. Mm-hmm. You don't build a building or a room; you build a spot in a room.
0: Right, um, and that kind of spread again, ends up being very important for making uh, the ba- like moving the battle line, right? Because yeah. you can only really like drop your units on areas that you have claimed or rooms that you have claimed. So like part of your expansion and one of the reasons you really want imps is so they can, you know, kind of, uh, expand your territory and give you, give you more places to do stuff with.
1: Yeah. Even though sometimes they will do so kind of mindlessly mm-hmm. and will get you into trouble. Yeah. You know, going to, going to places, um, that kind of owning things, that little bit of like tug of war part of this is hugely important. Something mm-hmm. I didn't discover until like maybe two thirds of the way through my playtime was that like, you know, you'd claim an enemy's territory sometimes. Like some enemies have kind of bad sprawling dungeons, mm-hmm. which meant there were side things. And uh, if you don't need that room, sell it. Yeah. Like you can, you can deny an enemy. You can send in a high high level unit and imps to kind of push back a force, claim something pretty big mm-hmm. from an enemy and sell it right from under them. And mm-hmm. like those kind of like tactical considerations and things like that are engaged in a way that feels unique. Mm-hmm. Like that's not something you do again in like warcraft
0: no all you can do is uh straight up attack
1: yeah you just you just raise it to the ground but just being able to do like a little hit and run and then deny Mm -hmm. you know is very cool or like the other big strategy that's along those lines i did a lot was find out where there are gold seams uh, because those show up in the fog of war Mm -hmm. um figure that my enemy the enemy imps were there reveal that and then kill their like imp economy (laughs) yeah like it's a really cool thing you can do to slow down their economy and it's like a lot of the, those strategies were very fun to like come upon those with that that knowledge. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of going back to the other thing, but just that the tug of war, like mm-hmm. controlling that space.
2: Yeah, it's
0: the it's it, huge, it, huge. it is the most it's the most clearly that I have felt kind of the importance of the, the the important difference that like one or two worker units can make. Like, there's that famous GIF, and I don't know, I'm not gonna make you find it because I don't know that you can. I think I've referenced it before. There's that fa- that famous GIF of somebody playing StarCraft two uh, multiplayer and they're doing like the high actions per minute you know kind of thing just like tap 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 mm-hmm. uh sending their scvs to go do their mining of the crystals or whatever and then it's like you, you can barely see it because like tap 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 and he quits because he accidentally misclicked something and that put him one action behind you know <laughs> one action behind in getting the scv over there to uh you know to, to start mining stuff and that put him at a disadvantage like this mm. is the most clearly that my dumb non-strategic mind has felt how important every single imp is is when i started doing exactly what you described which is yeah. sniping their uh their imps so i could deny them any kind of income
1: but the 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 which is really cool but it doesn't work for every map you know no. as opposed to something like a again like a warcraft which I, I keep bringing up but in that usually uh groups will end up on relatively equal ground mm-hmm. here because it's so dependent on what the map is um, every level does have a, a real serious difference mm-hmm. to it like some levels like the enemy is already established yeah um some levels they are already uh fighting another enemy so doing such a thing is probably uh disadvantageous because you want the enemy to be strong so they can take out this third party mm-hmm. yeah for you um. like but it is really cool to, to think in those terms yeah
0: and just so we're not like constantly picking on blizzard games um uh, looking at ea even uh command and conquer falls into those same kind of problems a lot.
1: Yeah. with ZA uh, or, West, or Westwood. Westwood um,
0: right? I think uh, eventually it was ZA.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, the same, same kind of thing. And like, I like RTSs too. It just, yeah. it's, it's interesting the ways that this are similar and different. Like this mm-hmm. is a very interesting game for straddling the line between like command and conquer and theme hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's kind of, you got it in the notes as three, there's pretty, there's kind of like a basic five is what I kept saying. Okay. Referenced on there is, uh, every dungeon has like a, uh, five basic rooms a treasure hold which is where your money uh will land where it'll mm-hmm. be in dungeon keeper 2 it just goes on the floor until you build a treasure room which is annoying um there's a layer which is where your creatures sleep a hatchery where you make food and then the two other ones that they say are of the basic five are the training room and the uh, uh research room the library yes i have we'll those i have those, those down a couple more points yeah. yeah yeah but those are the ones that will be universal mm-hmm. in in every level um and you can't uh because the research one researches other rooms you've got to have that yeah more or less
0: um yeah let's talk about uh, let's talk about gold baby yeah let's talk about these this th- these economies and this economy yes this economy yes uh, which In this is a, year <laughs> which it's an election year come on yeah. um yeah no so <laughs> you don't just use it to build um you, you use it to kind of like fund your army each creature draws a salary you know every you know number of cycles within the map. Uh and you need to have income. You can't overbuild. You can't run with a low balance because when the guy says, It is payday, all of your creatures yeah. drop what they're going to do and run to
1: run to the treasury to get their uh to get their salt, right? Yeah, To get get their sack of gold. And they will not again, I, I end up in that situation where it's like, if you guys would just chill out, I will pay you next Tuesday mm-hmm. for a hamburger today, little guys. Like I just, you know, if you will just fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh I swear you're gonna be paid when we get over to like pleasant burg or whatever um yeah the, uh, so they, they will just uh it's they have to eat and it ends up being a thing that most games of this vintage of this uh, type kind of abstract yeah like with farms or what have you here it's like no there are continuing cost which means um you know there's a, there's like a special abilities that we'll talk about later that you find on the map there's a double creature one which is a trap
2: <laughs> don't take like, it yeah it's no. like
1: he, take it and then send all of your guys to go get killed yeah <laughs> Because you cannot, like, you cannot live long enough for me to give you the purple heart, little guy. <laughs> I need you to go because I'm all out of purple hearts. Yeah,
0: we only have so many.
1: Like they don't grow them shits, on it's not like they're in Lucky Charms. I mean, they are, but like, it's not. It's <laughs> um. So the uh, so gold very important, um, and when you get those from seams um, that you mine out, which are limited. Like, it's a square of gold. You get a certain amount of gold from it or you get them from gem mines which are an unlimited gold. Yep. And generally like on the levels where you get I have a gem mine you're pretty much set. Right. Um those are, those tend to be easy mode. Yeah. Um the next most important room is this training room uh after that. Uh training room, the library and the workshop which is kind of the next set. Uh the training room is where you guys level up. Um they can level up through fighting, but you don't want them to like go out and fight creeps because you know it'll you will run this thing. Yeah. It'll, it'll draw them. You'll you'll have then you'll have a a line between your base and their base um you will uh, uh likely die you know if they're higher level and that's a huge investment yeah so you want these people to train right um yeah. which uh, also costs money like every little bit of training costs money that is dependent on what level the creature is uh and what type of creature it is not what level mm-hmm. what type of creature it is and then what level it is depends on how long it will take them to level up
2: right so, um,
1: another big difference like when we decided to do this instead of the second one one of the things I like more about Dungeon Keeper One is that you can just train. In mm-hmm. um, Dungeon Keeper Two, you can only get to level four through training. Then you have to go out and fight. Right. And from the couple hours I played before we switch gears, like there's some levels where like getting up to level four is not good enough. Right. You know, and that's kind of a bummer.
0: Yeah, like being able to level through, level up your combat is good for the let's say one fourth of the maps or single player missions where you're just playing defense. Yes. You know, like at the end of those, you end up with a with a pretty healthy squad, as long as everybody yeah. can survive. Um, if you are trying to prepare a party to go out and clean out another dungeon, uh, that is not, you know, like you don't want to jump the gun because they're going to die. Yes. Yeah. Um, the library is important because this is where you um, research new spells and new rooms. So most of your additional expansion um, and kind of like specialty structures come from dedicating uh, mostly warlocks or dragons uh, to stay in here and just kind of fill up a research meter and everything is unlocked in a particular order. So you're always going to get, you know, one thing before the other.
1: Yes. And not everything is available on every level. Right. Um, there are certain, you know, it's it's dependent uh, on the on those levels. Um, and this is interesting because both those creatures, warlocks and dragons, which we'll talk about uh, each individual creature as we kind of run into them, um, you want them to be able to fight as well, right? So you have to kind of split their time between researching and training. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, again, that kind of micromanagement. Yeah.
0: The, the, the nice part is a higher level dragon or warlock will re- will be more effective at research.
1: Yes. So that training feeds in. That's definitely true for the workshop as well, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, spells cost money um, as opposed to mana, like in the second one. Um, and the, one of the things with the spells is that the more you cast them, the more expensive they get. Right. So uh, they all have that kind of you know, increasing uh, cost thing. Um, there are things you can do to mitigate it, uh, but it's something to stop you essentially you get that lightning bolt spell, which you mentioned. It's just to stop you from just spamming that.
2: Right.
0: Um, Although no. there is one map where I definitely just did. that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> once you, if you have, like, again, if you have that gem pool, like okay. that's literally all you have to do. There's a level that I, didn't fight anyone by just lightning them from across the map and and hold up and it
0: it felt very
2: unsatisfying
1: (laughs) like it it was cool that i was able to do it like it's not very fun but i liked it as a a viable strategy right you know (laughs) um those spells can do a lot of things though they can support you they can support your dungeon and they can support your monsters um most of these rooms and spells we're
0: going to talk about them in detail like when they're introduced because the you know the campaign is training yeah you know for how to use your entire your entire loadout right Yes. Um, the workshop is where you can direct monsters to uh, build kind of these mechanical assets for you.
1: Uh, these are doors and they are traps. Um, the uh, Yeah, these are doors and traps that you kind of get in your inventory. Um, you don't build the ability to make them like you do with rooms or spells. You just get one mm-hmm. door um, and then you have a door and you <laughs> choose where to place it. Um, there's a lot going on here. Um, yeah. Even if you don't want to do the reading the guide thing that we talked about, I recommend reading the wiki because it teaches you a lot about the AI quirks yep. of this. Like if you want to build uh if you want really good doors, uh, don't place the bad doors Yep. Uh, and your guys will build good doors faster. Um, you know, things like that. You can also sell traps and, uh, and, and doors and stuff if you're not using them, mm-hmm. which I like how that, you know, maybe you want trolls because they're not, they're decent fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can just sell the stuff and get extra money. Yeah. Especially when money's low. And there are a couple of maps where that, that they play with that. Like this is going to be the, the lean times map. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, Doors let you kind of control the flow of monsters and enemies in your dungeon. Like you can even lock doors to say like, hey, don't go through here.
2: Uh, And
0: this ends up being valuable uh, for one particular kind of uh, unit that ends up getting real angry and attacking your dudes. Yes. Yeah.
1: The, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. That buddy. Yeah. Um, also, I, the main thing I ended up using this for was closing off the training room when money was low. Uh huh. Like if I got to the point where I thought my guys. So the first time I had my guys quit a war because they were hungry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if I thought I could take the enemy and money, like I had enough money for like one more payday. Uh huh. Um, I would lock the door to the training room and then send you know so my guys couldn't take any more of my money right. essentially, yeah. and then send them into war. Hmm. Um, there's all kinds of things you can do with this. You can also just do it to slow down the enemy. Right. Um, they can get through doors, but they have, it'll, it'll stop them a little bit. And you can place traps there and stuff. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, traps vary quite a bit in power. Yeah. Um, they are little passive uh, defenses. They activate a certain number of times. They take it, have like a reset period. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, again, like, the, you know, the higher the amount of time it takes, usually the more powerful they are.
0: Yeah. Um, I ended up wishing this was more of a thing. That uh, the, mm. the, the you know, that that there was more emphasis placed on like designing like a uh, base
2: basically like uh,
0: but yeah yeah like yeah like Tecmo's Deception or Trapped or whatever it is. Um, I went into this wanting a little bit more of that, and you know, I can I can get that in those other games. It's not really a thing. Uh, but like I wanted to make like a cattle blind for enemies to come through, basically making it into a tower defense kind of thing.
1: Yeah, um, which and, like some of the levels kind of play like that. Yeah, but it's not consistent. No. Yep. So um, there
0: are other rooms, like we said, they're going to be very important, um, especially for getting particular units into your uh, and into your team. Uh, but I think it makes more sense to talk about them as they are revealed, um, you know, opened up to you in the in, in the campaign.
1: Yes, yeah, because that, that, that tends to be the at least early on the highlight of that level. Right. You know, like, hey, use this thing to win. Right. Um, so, again, as we mentioned, we have to you have to do quite a bit of micromanagement. Here and part of the reason why, and we we alluded to this, but to kind of go into more detail, um, is that your monsters have different kinds of capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about warlocks being very good at research. Um, they're not only very good at it, uh, but they like doing research. Yeah. Um, that it fits their personality. Like they will <laughs> they will gravitate towards that if once they get to a certain level they get so good at it that if somebody comes in the library they'll shoot fireballs at them
0: (laughs) yep if a worse researcher tries to work alongside them they will say fuck you
1: leave yeah i get to do this research Right. you know so like those little bits of like that individual qualities but then also that bit of personality like i cannot i never got far enough when i was a kid when i played it Mm -hmm. i cannot tell you how ecstatic I was the first time one of my hellhounds pissed in the the graveyard. <laughs> and then I looked it up online and found out that it makes decomposition happen faster. So you get vampires quicker. And I was like, well, that's okay. awesome. <laughs> like, yep. that's literally the best. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that is really, really cool.
0: Yeah. I just, I, lo- I love that kind of simulation. I mean, like, yeah, it's just a little fly that comes in, but it builds this ecology. The piss mm-hmm. has to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, and there's tons of things like that like all of these monsters like they have, there are monsters that uh, hate each other mm-hmm. like you know if you have spiders and flies like they famously don't get along yeah. uh, monsters don't like seeing dead bodies nope like if you leave corpses around it's like who wants to live there right you know like it they all have these kind of things that they like or dislike mm-hmm. and getting to know those you know the, the your little tutorial guy your your stentorian voiced uh, uh fellow that starts out will give you kind of hints about some of that stuff your creatures are fighting
0: of, among themselves.
1: Yeah. yeah just like what you know what do I do and then you you go over and you see a f- spider and fly and you're like, well, fuck you know uh, I guess I we have to have his and hers uh layers you know barracks you know yeah. uh layer now um learning that stuff is a real pleasure yeah. I found like figuring that stuff out was very, very cool the famous one is the mistresses of the dark or whatever like being slapped because mm-hmm. uh, they are bdsm critters mm-hmm. and uh but finding that stuff out is a lot of the charm of this game
0: yes figuring out that like Warlocks and vampires don't get along.
1: Yeah. yeah. And vampires hate worshiping because mm-hmm. they're they're undead so you cannot you know <laughs> send them to your dark god to chill out. Yeah. Yeah, temples are uh yeah.
0: I don't know like uh-huh. like, like the way all of those little pieces fit together. Um I like that it, it it appears to happen again outside of any any drive for balance, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, it it, it does feel like a living world. Yes. And in it, a way it, that you it, want dr- sim
0: game. <laughs> it drives you to have to keep a large number of these compromises in your head.
1: Yes, yeah, it, it, you have to be very active in playing this. Yes. Um, your enemies, so in general, like you kind of, so you, the the levels have a basic flow where you start out getting the basics of your dungeon and kind of following the tech tree. And then kind of depending on the map, which we'll go into, um, you either get attacked or you have uh, someone you have to attack. Mm-hmm. A lot of times these are heroes. Yeah. Um. So these are implied to be people from the overworld who are coming down to your dungeon in kind of like their D&D parties. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they will send out, send down, like, it's like, here's a thief and a fighter and, and a paladin, and a monk. And it's like, well, shit, you know, this is, this is, this is the, the cutesy fun part of this is like, fuck these guys. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get these guys killed by gigantic farting, uh, like horn monsters, you know? yeah.
0: Yeah, way into it. Um, And I like how each of these little guys fits into their own little roles. specifically like you get dwarves, you get tunnelers that will make a beeline directly for Mm -hmm. certain parts of your dungeon. And you have to make sure that you are uh, completely uh, kind of like shorn up. That you have reinforced the walls so they can't get through quickly.
1: And this gets really cool once you can start converting heroes to your side. (laughs) It's so good. Getting, yeah, getting the like, it's very satisfying to do so. It makes a huge difference in kind of the power imbalance. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And it's a really clever little thing. Yeah. Like, and again, it's something that I think like there are maps in the last half of this where I feel like that's ultimately what they're trying to teach you to do. Right. They want you to take advantage of this mechanic and Mm -hmm. it is a mechanic you don't see very often. No. You know, like there's the corrupted Starcraft bases or what have you, but it's, Mm -hmm. those are a huge pain in the ass and no one uses them. So like it is, it is essential uh, and fun. Yeah. To do so. Um, There's essentially, you know, as we talked about the story, like where you were kind of trying to corrupt this sweet and happy land, like, we, we'll we get to a point where I want to talk about kind of flavor of this, mm-hmm. but this is where a lot of that that comes through,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, which is which is really cute. And this kind of all culminates with the uh, final mission where there is a great hero, a.k.a. the Avatar, who is a reference to Ultima nine, mm-hmm. um, who is uh, trying to end your reign. Yes. And you have to destroy him as kind of the final boss.
0: Yeah. Um. The flavor for this, like every stage that you go to, you know, you get this kind of like sickening description of how everybody here is happy and you know the 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 beer flows like wine, right? Mm-hmm. And you finish out whatever you're going to do. You know you finish the mission, and then it, you know you get another speech at the end, which is uh, okay. It used to be like Happy Dale, and now it's Sorrowberg. And then yes. it describes how awful life is there now. Aren't you proud of yourself for doing this?
1: Yes, and they they are funny. Like the uh, this game has like a very like the sense of humor of this game doesn't always work for me, but when it does, it generally works. Like there's a thing where all the vampires smeared dog shit on the door handles in a place after you take it over and I'm like, I'm like, okay, yep. <laughs> those wily vampires, like, you know, the kind of stuff, you know, made, made me laugh. Like it yeah. is, uh, that kind of, um, this overarching feeling of like delicious evil. Yeah. You know, like really over the top, really like yeah. uh, stuff that is is fun to indulge in. <laughs> like as a thing. Like it's not an anti-hero. This is not, you know, you're playing manhunt or whatever. Right. This is, you know, this is a, a very goofy cartoony. Yeah. This is this,
0: this is evil for the sake of two things. A amassing power, B making sure nobody is happy besides you.
1: Yes. <laughs> um pretty fun. Yes. Um in addition uh to fighting uh, those heroes, sometimes you have to fight other keepers. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the game gets kind of the later half of the levels, which I don't generally like as much as the first half, when they're at their best is when you have kind of a Bioshock situation of competing things like Mm -hmm. here's, here's a keeper, here's a less powerful keeper. And here's a set of heroes. Right. And those two keepers are allied, but they don't like the heroes. And if I can somehow lead one to the other, (laughs) they'll do a lot of my work for me. Yeah. Um, that's very fun. Yes.
0: I wish they would go further with that. It seems that they, and there might be something about the AI and single player where they're held in stalemate more often than not. Like the uh,
1: AI in single player is is like infamously bad, right? And a lot of times enemies will kind of fuck themselves over by like just not doing anything, right? Like, um, you can get, uh, situations where like I went in on one of those keepers at one point and all they had were spiders (laughs) and it's like, why do all in on spiders. Like, (laughs) you know, I, I I realized like I got a bunch of the good shit, but like really just spiders, huh? And just, you know, my, (laughs) my army of, of fat fart monsters just like leveled them. Right. You know, um, that can, that can definitely happen. Like the AI is bad. Yeah. But like, I definitely also had a couple of situations where it's like, you know, I was fighting with somebody. I sent my imps to go tunnel to the heroes to introduce the heroes to the mix, mm-hmm. made my withdrawal, and they kept fighting. Nice. And it was very satisfying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, each of these dungeons has things called specials uh, layered around them. These are like – Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up, up. Pick it up. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. You're, you're getting your pickups. Uh, these are your power-ups. Uh, and you find them by exploring and expanding your dungeon. You can't claim them unless you know your, your color of tile is beneath them. Um, and these have powerful effects – uh, like leveling up your entire team. Some of them are traps, like we said before, uh, mm-hmm. where, you know, like, oh, double all your monsters and go bankrupt immediately. Um, and the one that ended up being kind of crucial for me um, in my in my run through of the, of the single player for a good number of levels was the ability to transfer a high-powered creature from one stage to the next.
1: I had no idea how you would play this without that. No. Like it feels balanced for it, uh-huh. uh, you know, in the end, and and then eventually that chain runs out. Like you have a chain of just getting those, you can send the same high level horn demon through, mm-hmm. um, which we'll talk about that creature when we get to him. But he's also he's the mascot, yeah. The guy on the cover, A.K.A. Horny, <laughs> uh, is him, and he he's he's a he's a joy. Mm-hmm. Like I I love him. Um, <laughs> it is sorry sorry, it's that statement i love him (laughs) like it is great like he's he hates everything Uh he's super 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 cranky yep he's bad at every job he's bad at every job except for killing stuff um he's the only monster that is happier when he's around corpses Uh uh-huh like he's great um but the uh you got that chain of like sending a monster through and it's like it just has that kind of lack of polish where it feels balanced for that. But then they also realize, like, oh, this will be too easy if we just let you start with the level 10 monster. Right. Every single time. So, like, they was like, oh, shit, we should stop doing that. Yeah. And then stop. And then it's like, oh, man. Like, there's a real highway hypnosis. Yep. Or highway, You know, whatever highway blindness, whatever it is when you get off the highway and you start going 50 down a residential street. Yeah.
0: There's a there's a complacency that comes from always having this MVP. But, like, yeah. it's really satisfying to be like, okay, well, this is my avatar in this. Yeah. World. Like, this yeah, is here's like, my hero unit. Right and it seems like that chain cuts off around the time we're like okay we need to get to like the actual game you know like yes. it it pretty much like there's a there's a solid line between we are introducing new units and new types and situations and then here are the five, the five final levels that are mixing all of this stuff together and putting you into these really really difficult situations where having this leg up would actually like break it yes
1: yeah um yeah so but those those things can do lots of different Different effects. Right. Um, what's interesting is that uh, you end the level when you want to. So even after you've killed all the enemies, you can still explore and find these. Yeah. Uh, which is sometimes worth doing because if you, excuse me, if you didn't find that transfer keep, keeper, mm-hmm. you're going to want it. Right. Um, as we mentioned, uh, Peter Melano made this. Um, he actually left Bullfrog midway through this game's production. Right. Um, kind of sat down with all the ideas and everything, but then then took off to become a the thing that he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to,
0: to, to you know, and the rest is history. Um, yeah, this was built on the engine for magic carpet, uh, but it's obviously highly modified. It's basically how do we, how do we make this a 3d, a 3d world inside this kind of limited hardware?
1: Yeah. Very different than, than magic carpet. Right. Um, the, the, the the game was actually kind of restarted a few months before release (laughs) and then kind of rebuilt. Like they were like, well, this is too much like command and conquer. This is too much like a standard RTS. How let's make this its own thing. Right. Right.
0: Um, there's yeah. a there's a popular mod called uh, KeeperFX that fixes some bugs and adds features. I didn't use this. I just played stock vanilla. Mm. Um, what did you do?
1: I, I used KeeperFX. Okay. Um, the big thing was changing. It changes the resolution and how much you can zoom out mm. and stuff. So yeah, I could get a bigger picture of my map easier. Yeah. Um, was the, the big thing I wanted. It includes um, the expansion, the, the deeper dungeons. Mm-hmm. It fixes some of those AI things, but not all of them. Right. Which could, could be a downside if... You know yeah. getting through the, those apr problems where like how you can get through things, yeah, the, but uh it's in general like pretty full featured and and good, yeah um, um, as a product
0: i I decided that I didn't need it once I realized you could activate the high resolution mode by hitting mm-hmm. all R that yeah. seemed to make it readable enough that and also I was playing it on mac OS ten and I had no idea how to install mods for it on mac os ten
1: yeah, it's a weird it's a weird thing, and it's it's strangely like it's not just like a one click patch, like most of these things right. You know, have have been. Yeah. Um. As we mentioned, there's that that, that uh expansion pack of super hard levels called the Deeper Dungeons.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. I I give it just a few weeks before we get a tweet about how we should have played the Deeper Dungeons, and that's how the real Dungeon Keeper is, and like that yeah. addresses everything that we said that we didn't like, and et cetera. Et cetera. My understanding is they are like challenge levels, mm-hmm. uh, which I was didn't come away from this interested in. Right. Like even though like, on the balance I like this game, I did mm-hmm. not want to do a hard version of it.
0: I didn't find myself wanting
1: more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, like someday. Like someday, <laughs> I will play Dungeon Keeper 2. I want to play the spiritual successor that we'll talk about in a minute. Yes. Um. And and I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Uh. But I wasn't like, man. I just want more Dungeon Keeper one.
0: Yeah. Uh. There's a sequel, uh, released in 1999, which uh, mm-hmm. we initially uh, wanted to play, but decided the first one would be a better, uh, better putt. Mm-hmm. Um. And that uh, you know it, it improves the visuals. It gives a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a story to the proceedings as well.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I like the visuals worse or less. Like it makes them 3D (laughs) as opposed to, you know, little little pixel guys. Yeah, Um, I I think that I think it actually looks a lot worse. Yeah, Um, that's an aesthetic thing, though. Mm -hmm.
0: There's also a mobile version that was put out in 2014. It's not popular because 2014 EA uh, operating at a very different kind of space than late 90s EA, and also it came with a bunch of like mobile game compromise kind of things.
1: Like un unpopular is a real understatement for that. Yeah, like it it is. Um, it was a a pay to continue Mm -hmm. type affair down to like digging. So like you'd set your imps to build a room Mm -hmm. and it would be like, you can wait 12 hours or give us (laughs) a dollar, you know, and it's, it's, it started out as this, like it, and it uses a horny, Mm -hmm. the character, the character as, as the uh, mascot. And he just mocks you kind of relentlessly, which is in character. Mm -hmm. That's, that's our, that's our horny, but like he, (laughs) it just, it doesn't feel good when he's asking you for actual dollars. (laughs) Just like this was this was fun when we were friends but now i don't feel like we're friends like i don't want money yeah um yeah yeah so it is it is widely derided like it showed up on a lot of worst dev lists actually Mm -hmm.
0: um and like this is a beloved franchise people were really clamoring for something for something new like oh what
1: (laughs) what would this look like on mobile and the like the sad thing is this could really work on mobile it would work great yeah yeah just just ea Mm -hmm. um yeah this has some spiritual successors um the first one that came out that i knew of was evil genius yes uh which is interesting and i think brayton is a big fan of that game Um, i I I like like evil
0: genius quite a bit
1: i i don't i don't care about bond like the theming is what kills that for me like i just don't care i i like
0: i like bond and i also think that it is far more rare in video games like this like that aesthetic especially like the, the, the 60s kind of thing so like it was it was interesting and refreshing to see that to see that born out there
1: I think about like as something as I get a little bit older the um the appeal of novelty and setting gets less for me. Hmm. Like when I was younger like I was just like you know there's a time where I was like you, you know I was super excited about like Jade Empire just because of the setting. Mm-hmm. And now it's like ah uh, you know like I need a lot more than that and then also like I kind of like the settings I like. Mm-hmm. You know like there are things that like um you know, there, there's sometimes a setting of, like it doesn't mean every setting I like has been explored in video games. Mm-hmm. You know, I exclusively like spaceships and dragons. And that's it. You know, that's not the case. But it, it's it's rare that I'm just like, oh, this takes place in in a in a Russian high school. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ah, you know, I don't actually care about a Russian high school. Like I didn't yeah. not clamoring for that just because it's not something that you see very often.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I also thought they backed it up. Like it was interesting to me to like have that kind of 60s technology.
2: Uh, added in as yeah, kind of like, like it, a it, like
0: a, like a theming and kind of like added more mechanical nuance over top of the things you could do you know? It's not a bad game at all
1: like it is a good game like I, I like Evil Genius as a thing it's just not as it's I just don't it wasn't the the thing I wanted mm-hmm. of like the version that fixed this Yeah yeah I was um,
0: I was all about it and I think they're coming out with a new one too
1: Oh interesting Yeah yeah I didn't I didn't know about that yeah,
0: Who knows if it's um, going to be
1: terrible but it's going to be a mobile game where <laughs> uh where are horny the demon says <laughs> you thought you got rid of me now i work for bond <laughs> work for dr evil um the uh but weirdly this has not been taken and run with very much like mm-hmm. that's the closest game that's to it um a game just came out that's an early access i believe uh on steam which is called war for the overland uh overworld. which the developers
0: hmm? war for the overworld
1: overworld thank you i used to think it was overlord so <laughs> no, Over, it.
0: Overlord is a different game, and that yes. is uh, that like it takes the aesthetic, but it's more of like a, a, a action RPG kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that that one is not, and then like dungeons as well is not. Like, there's some games that kind of played with the ideas, but didn't mm-hmm. weren't really like it. World War for the Overworld is the one that looks exactly like Dungeon Keeper Three. That was going to be the subtitle of Dungeon Keeper Three
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, if it came out. Um, I bought that on the Steam sale for like seven bucks. I'm really looking forward to playing it mm-hmm. um, and seeing what like a modern ease of use version of this. Plays like,
0: yeah. Oh, it turns out that I bought this too. It's in my yeah, library. We all own it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 pretty funny. I was like, oh man, I I missed it in the in the sales. sales. No, I
1: didn't. <laughs> nope. And the sales still going on for today oh, yeah, as of true. recording. So if you're listening to this, you're fucked. But if you are recording this with me right now, mm-hmm. you can you can still find stuff.
0: Yeah, I want to fire that um, up. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I, mean, I meant to before we played before we recorded, and I didn't get a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know pretty interesting and i'm glad that someone took this idea because when i came away from this and ultimately like you know like i said it was a pill that kind of went down sideways i was like man i want someone to take the good parts of this and just run with it yeah really badly and maybe they did so it's not an endorsement uh but maybe they did yeah
0: it's uh it's listed as mostly positive
1: so uh, let's get into it um i a pretty you know, at this point, kind of a standard uh thing, and I'm going by these notes to kind of refresh my memory. um a lot of these levels look exactly the same and are very samey. Mm-hmm. so if I say like, Oh, this is where you get the mistress, and it's actually the level behind, like yeah. everyone who's listening to this is has entered into a pact to forgive <laughs> me by hearing I'm, I'm, this, you've waved all pedantry uh, <laughs> yeah. throughout the in perpetuity throughout the universe
0: i, I have done uh, I've done my best to delineate that stuff in the notes uh what okay. what level introduces what?
1: It is very hard to be like, oh, like level, you know, like in level 16 and level 17, I do not know them by their names or number. Right. I just remember the experience of the things and there's a lot of overlap in your play yes. as well.
0: So we begin the kind of tutorial section with Ever Smile where Ever the only
1: smile.
0: the only danger is aching facial muscles.
1: Yes. Um yeah, fuck these people. Yeah. Um th- this is a uh, real basic. Yes. Um th- this, g- this game goes from you know, it starts off the basicest of the basicest <laughs> and then eventually gets really complicated. So all you're really introduced to is doing a treasure room, a lair and a hatchery. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't talk about it in the first part because uh, they're not strictly buildings, but this also introduces the two pre-made buildings you have, which are your dungeon heart, um, which does operate a little bit like a tower defense. Um, that's your HP. If things are attacking your dungeon heart, that's how you die. Mm-hmm. Um, and then portals which are how you get monsters. Um, You have to have a path from your dungeon to the portal before monsters will start coming. And then, as I mentioned, that kind of runs on that timer. Every time the time comes up for the portal, it checks the pool, checks your resources, kind of runs a Boolean string. If you meet those resources, you get the monster.
0: Yes. Um, Uh, The pool here is very limited. You're just kind of getting the the, the, the trash mobs on your side. Uh, Your imps can fight for you. Uh, but they're pretty weak. You you want to mm-hmm. level them up so they'll be faster at uh, mining and stuff.
1: Essentially um, level three. Level three, they can cast a spell called speed on themselves, mm-hmm. uh, which you can also cast. But the the trick with the imps um, is that the duration of the the spell costs or lasts longer than the time to recharge it. Mm-hmm. So once an imp gets to level three, they can be at double speed forever. Yes. Uh, which is, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, at level 10, they get teleport, which is cool. Like that allows them to, to kind of go directly to wherever you're, uh, you put down your banner of war, mm-hmm. which is the thing that we were talking about how we wanted, but not every creature has it. Right. Um, but getting him to level three is actually worthwhile. Yes.
0: Um, and each of these creatures has kind of like a level where training them, training them beyond that intentionally would uh, kind of be cha- putting good time after bad. Yes. Yeah. Waste of money. Right. Uh, you're also introduced kind of beetles and flies, um, mm-hmm. which are pretty similar. Uh, flies move very quickly and they're kind of good for scouting stuff. Yes. Like if you just let them let them roam, they will expand your vision of the map. Uh, but they're incredibly fragile, and beetles are just kind of like you're gonna you're gonna outgrow these really quick.
1: They're they're your very basic level kind of like tankier yes. enemies. Um, again, that that kind of like attention to detail charm that this game has. If you possess a fly, you see through fly eyes. <laughs> yep. He um, has that has the, the vision that a fly has, which is just like really clever. Yeah. Um, the dog see in black and white, things like that. Yeah, like I, I see in red. Yes. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so essentially you just kind of start building your army. Eventually adventurers start kind of tunneling in, mm-hmm. uh, to, to your thing. Um, and then once they, once they get in, it's on, right. um, this is very easy. You'll kill them. It kind of sets the structure of the early levels, which is two waves. Um, you killing the scouting party and then the Lord of the realm. Right. Appearing. And these guys have dialogue and stuff. They, they kind of say, you know, generic hero stuff. And then your snarky, uh, teacher, Mm-hmm. kind of tells you you know wipe the smile off his face <laughs> uh et cetera. um but yeah you just uh you kill kill him and that's 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 how you win ever mm-hmm. smile um, pretty easy
0: yeah and so you're you, you go back to the uh you go back to the overworld map um and it's pretty subtle at the at the start but then it starts getting really noticeable as you finish levels like the green verdant countryside starts turning into like blasted mordor land
1: yeah yeah, which I love. Like, I love that that is a uh, you get to actually see your work mm-hmm. as you go. Um, and then if you actually hover, you know, ever smile becomes Branahawk. Uh, <laughs> war and anthrax have taken over this land like fleas to a rat. Um, you know, just it's, you know, now thanks to your unstinting efforts, it's a now a major eyesore. You know, things <laughs> like that. So, again, you have to be on, on board with that charm. Right. Uh, there You start out with only two spells in this level, Um, since we're not going to get introduced to these. Otherwise, we should talk about them Create imp, which we talked about, and the Possess, which lets you uh, look at your creature. Um, When you control a creature directly, not only can you move around and kind of spy through them, lead groups, but you can also use their spells. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of them have distance attacks, which introduces some extremely shitty kind of FPS play.
2: Yep. It's no good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it it is not. You don't really have to do very much of this to Uh play the game. And I didn't do very much no, of it. No, I don't like it very much. Like I think it's a super cool idea. I imagine it being very mind blowing, mm-hmm. you know, in kind of like a S- Streets of SimCity kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you could first do this, but like, it's uh, it's not necessary and it's pretty unpleasant.
0: Yeah, very uh, very low res kind of textures, and you're also dealing with like some weirdly PS1 style geometry warping as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's difficult. Like you're pretty much navigating entirely by the uh, by the by the mini map
1: yeah and it it's mouse look while uh arrow keys to move around mm-hmm. but the mouse look is very slow yeah um it's just it, you know you have to push the the mouse to the edge of the screen to turn this is not really mouse look it's kind of it's it's complicated yeah um yeah. I usually used it to like tunnel through specific walls or to get my guys to attack doors uh-huh I don't know why my guys wouldn't attack doors for some yeah. reason like yeah
0: um uh, it it ends up being really useful when you get your uh, your horned demon or your horned Reaper, oh, yeah, yeah. uh in order to uh do your rushes because well, otherwise he doesn't has got a name when you get horny when you yes. when, 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 when I make you a horny baby uh, yes. then you <laughs> see evil doing it's
1: coming back the, um. the insipid little town of horny baby
0: Cause... oh no not horny baby
1: <laughs> look out cuckoo ah. it, it used to be actually uh, horny baby used to be boss baby but there was a scandal so <laughs> Oh, jeez,
3: <laughs>
0: People love uh, it when you break my composure. <laughs> there, there you
1: go. Oh, man. Uh,
0: that was good. That was a very
1: good <laughs> joke thank you. you just thank made. You. I think you try to tactically deploy the boss baby. Yes. Uh, um, so... That's actually a messiah. That's a different uh, game of this era. Yeah. So, uh,
0: Cozyton, and again, another, mm-hmm. another tutorial kind of, uh, kind of place introduces your training room, which brings you your demon spawn. These are good kind of just a uh, utility melee players. Um, not particularly good in any in any job, but, uh, mm-hmm. you can use them to kind of just shore up, um, small little things.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, and again, this, this ramp up is so gentle,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it, it's just saying like, Hey, you have to train your dudes, mm-hmm. train them. Um, is this where the are uh, archers? I believe are? so. Is that the next? Yeah. The one level, the you know, the big kind of trick to it is just that there are archers mm. uh, when you kind of uh, go there. I think that's actually next level mm. uh, to be fair. But like, it's you know, they're they're really really gentle. So there's not a whole lot to say here other than like you have demon spawns. Um, this is the first level where I got to my creature limit and then sacrificed some flies mm-hmm. to like get more demon spawns and beetles. Yes. I don't know if you need to because it's pretty easy, but.
2: No. Yeah,
1: yeah. The, uh, the thing, I've got the the quotes up for the levels. I don't want to, you know, spend tons of time on all of them, but I'll pick something out of the levels. Um, I, The intro This uh, the, the best line is, uh, sadly, even the children are happy and secure. <laughs> so, like, I love that as, like, the superlative. Like, even them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this cannot stand. This, yeah, this will cannot not stand.
1: stand.
2: Um, yeah. Very, very <laughs> um,
0: um. Moving on to Water Dream Warm, which sounds like a Pish website.
1: <laughs> God God does it. <laughs> <laughs> Orm is not the name of a town.
0: Nope. Um, so this introduces your libraries, um, which brings warlocks, mm-hmm. which end up being real beasts if you train them up. They aren't just good for research. Like, they ended up being kind of like my vanguards uh, oh, yeah. for
1: big attacks. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I spent a lot of time training warlocks. And in these early levels, there's not too much of a, a time pressure. No. So you can get a pretty good trained army. You can really overtrain as well. Mm-hmm. Um, something I, I think I to do as a tip, but if you're playing this and you're expecting... You're not just luxuriating in it mm-hmm. uh, when you have a, a OK army save and, and make a shot at, uh, at at tunneling out and finding the enemy, because like you can waste a lot of time getting a huge army that you can't take with you.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so. so like a level three warlock or a couple of them are good enough uh, for yes. this, although we're not to the point where you're like going and attacking enemies now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I went and attacked these guys. Oh wow! Uh, because these are this is the the first day. This is the one of the archers. Um, mm. they're they're across a bridge to the north, and there's two archers at the end of the bridge, which can keep you away. Like that's a you know a big deal. Yeah. Um, because so, you have to be able to build bridges, which is a building that's self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about, but if you can get that bridge and you can rush them, you can actually take these guys out a little bit quicker. Oh nice. Yeah. waited for um, them to it, come to me. This is also the level I think that introduces the speed spell. Yeah. Um, which is it doubles the movement speed of a creature. Um, you can also do that by slapping, but you, that makes them unhappy. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, uh, but speeding up your imps or speeding up your warlocks so they research faster are all good ideas. Yeah, yep. yep. So it's just kind of
0: like reloading your gun. If you feel like you should do it, you should do it. Just speed up yes. if, you're not, if you don't have anything else to do. If there's time to yeah, lean, and, there's time to take speed.
1: And and look how <laughs> yep. And uh, take a look uh, how much it's costing you. Yeah, uh, because they they can get more expensive as you go, but early on, easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting because this game doesn't feel like it has tons of points of articulation, but we played this pretty differently. Mm -hmm. I was expecting, uh, I bet you as the game gets harder, we will have played more similarly. Probably. But here where the level is a little bit, the game is a little bit more Mm sandboxy. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean like the enemy can't build bridges here. Um, so Mm -hmm. what happened was like, I, I built up, got pretty, um, got pretty uh, strong and then I built the bridge and waited for them to come to me. I wanted Mm. to fight them on my own, kind of on my own terms and my own turf.
1: Yeah. Um, it's, it's pre traps, but it's still, there's still advantages to doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also like, I don't know where else to put it. Um, but it makes sense to add it here, but this is a, a true thing for kind of the rest of the game. What's interesting is that like, as much as this is not a city builder, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are some kind of aesthetic pleasures to making a symmetrical dungeon. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, things like that, but it's not uh placement matters more than it initially seems. Yes. Like you um. want to uh, place treasuries near gold. So your imps don't spend that much time running back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, The big thing that I came across and stumbled onto pretty early is to put my training room near where I was going to – the enemy was going to come in.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. Like it ends up being – like you get dedicated uh, kind of like guard post kind of things. However, Mm -hmm. like your character – your monsters aren't getting better at doing stuff when they're up there. If you you put your training room at a bottleneck where they're going to come in, well, like, yeah, I'm just going to, like, dedicate everybody to train and get stronger. And if somebody happens to come through, well, guess what? They just walked into the wrong neighborhood.
1: It's like picking a fight with Spider-Man when he's in human costume. Right. (laughs) When he's dressed up as a human, unlike yeah. Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is that a thing? Or are you
1: referencing something? No, no, no. I just, I, I just, I used the word human instead of so civilian. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> like, you know, when Spider Man dresses up like a human? Yep. Like, noted, noted human, Peter Parker. Um, <laughs> high school human. <laughs> high school human versus horny baby. The, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, uh, uh, figuring that out i mean there are times like i use guard posts like i'd put like a low-level monster oh yeah at them essentially just to like as a canary hey, i'm i'm yeah or like i'm ranging really far mm-hmm. like um you know oh i found a torture chamber like pretty far away from my main base like yeah i want to have some monsters near there
0: yeah um, i would end up having like satellite bases that were just uh like a small treasury with a uh, with a training room beside it
1: yeah, yeah. yep <clears throat> Um, and the way even not just the, where the layout of the rooms, but the shape and amount of tiles makes a big difference too. Yes. Um, shape is weird. Like there are efficient shapes, which essentially are are squares Mm -hmm. that you want because for every certain number of tiles, you actually get a little structure Mm -hmm. inside your room and that's what the game is counting. Right. So like for every four tiles of training room, you get one training dummy and that is a unit of training. Right. Um, this yes. matters in some things, but it matters not in other ones. Like I guess, and I didn't find this out until after I played. But I guess with layers, it doesn't matter. Right. Like you can just l- line your hallways with layers mm-hmm. and just have people sleeping everywhere, and it's fine. Like turn it into like a college house.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. This is this is Dave. He sleeps in the closet. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Be a hero. <laughs> um. Yeah. Pl- placement also like that. Like that efficiency extends to where you place your hatcheries and your uh, and your layers. Uh yes. Basically, you just you don't want people walking very far to get what they need
1: yes um you also don't want uh libraries it's i mean i don't know if this is actually true but when the first message you get when you can build libraries is that they don't like noise when they're researching so you want to put that in a remote place
0: yeah so like don't, i always did
1: that but i don't know if it actually mattered yeah
0: i took it as like don't put libraries next to training rooms or workshops
1: yeah don't just have like a big omni floor with no walls right where there's right. like this is the corner for libraries and this is the corner for chickens and this is the corner for Betraying yeah. dummies.
0: Yeah. One thing you're not really doing is, like, building your rooms or your hallways with a mind toward this is easy to defend or or, or uh, difficult to defend.
1: No, because when there's tunneling, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. And we you reinforce walls, they can't be tunneled through. Mm-hmm. Like, there is actually... They didn't put in a destroy wall spell, but it's, like, the highest on the tech tree. Right. So, for somebody to subvert that, it's very difficult. Like, you don't... You're not doing the thing that you're talking about. And you can... Like, so... Kind Like eventually you get boulder traps and then yeah. you can be uh, incentivized to have hallways mm-hmm. essentially. But up until that point, you don't really need – you're not making like a, a tower defense style maze for enemies to go through or anything like no,
0: that. No, no. You're making uh, like grids of rooms that are connected to each other by doors.
1: Yes. Um. But the nice thing is after you take down Water Dream Warm – Your guy says, You'll be happy to know that you brought that cannibalism is thriving in the region. It's It's
0: it's like the Beatles came over to America.
1: (laughs) 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 Paul, Paul, when did you start eating George?
3: (laughs) 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 Oh, he really Um, is the funny
0: one. Um, (laughs) George (laughs) is the tasty one.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So
0: so you move on to Flower Hat. Uh, That. Probably as MVP for names
1: for yeah, me. Flower hat's very funny. Yeah. Uh,
0: this is the first one where you have to mount an attack on another dungeon. So this is where it starts working in kind of like uh, the standard RTS win condition of obliteration.
1: Yes. Uh, and to go along with that, this is the first one where you get the heal spell, which is pretty self-explanatory, mm-hmm. but also the call to arm spell. Right. Uh, which puts down a little flag and anything within hearing distance of it will go there mm-hmm. uh, to the flag.
0: Yes. Um, that ends up being expensive. Like when that is active, you're like moving the flag around to draw people around. Uh, but it's also kind of a constant drain on your treasury. Yeah. It's there.
1: it can become expensive. So it's, and it, it doesn't work that well because it has to be within hearing distance. Mm-hmm. If it could be anywhere in the dungeon, like if everything heard it and went there, I mm-hmm. think that would be a, a good spell. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so this also introduces workshops where you can build your traps. Uh, the low level traps ended up being kind of like a waste of effort for,
1: <laughs> to my mind. They didn't do mm. an awful lot for me, uh, outside yeah. of the
0: specifically defense minded levels.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I sold a lot of these too. It's mm. kind of nice that you can, again, it can be something that you opt into. Like it can be an extra source of money if you don't use them that often. And it can, it's just how you get trolls. Yeah. Uh, trolls are not terrible fighters. No you know um they're they're better builders but like if you're not really using building like it's nice to have like another level foot soldier
0: mm-hmm. yeah they're they're kind of your stepping stone to orcs. yes doing it later on um heal is a really good spell i mean obviously but like if you you know especially when you start having like your mvp unit that you start dragging along from mission to mission like that is a way to make sure that they're preserved mm mm-hmm. mhm um, but yeah, like this, this is where I started noticing the frustrations of like moving an army to make any kind of attack. Like it's, it's where yeah. I started really feeling like I was being told to type a novel while, while wearing mittens.
1: If, if you couldn't grab from the menu, mm-hmm. um, this would, this would be literally the worst thing in the world. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, like you can, you know, it is very nice that you, so you go into your menu, you have the kind of, when I talk about the readability of this. Um, it is hard to know at a glance exactly what's going on. Uh-huh. Like you have a little timer that is the next payday, but it's a little bit hard to read. It's off the left. Um, you have these four little tabs that are like your building tab, your creatures tab, um, your inventions tab and your spell tab on the left. But they're just little symbols. So you have to wait for the tool tip. Mm-hmm. They to come through like they're hard to read right away. The bridge doesn't look like a bridge. Yeah things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you can go in your creatures tab and you can see uh, this is the most useful. Oh, this thing
0: is so good. I I love this.
1: I would love this in, in other RTSs. Uh huh. (laughs) Like this is great. Like it just shows like, you know, is your creature uh, idle busy or fighting, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know? And it's like the way that uh, I did when I had to do do an army is just go to that creatures tab, grab everyone from it Uh and grab eight people at a time and then just drop them into the fight. (laughs) So I didn't end up finding it like it ended up being very crude yeah. As a thing, but I don't think I found it quite as frustrating as you do. I did wish there was a fight all button, mm-hmm. but like you do have, you'd have to, you know, scoop water. Like you, you essentially bail your creatures into <laughs> the fight.
2: Yeah.
0: No, we, we both ended up doing the same thing, you know? Yeah. like that, that, that is a, that is a useful useful thing i like the uh the combat pane as well that actually shows mm-hmm. the different matchups that are happening yeah um, and yeah. the fact that you can just pick up from the combat menu as opposed to like looking for that particular creature basically anytime i was trying to interact with something directly on the map uh the game was terrible but when i was doing it in the menu it was fine
1: yeah yeah, yeah you, because you it's can hard also... to know where you can't even really know where the fights are right <laughs> like necessarily like i i think that like you can right click you... on
0: you can right click on stuff to like jump to it but
1: mm. Yeah. And you can, you can kind of look on the map where it is, but I love being able to grab any creature by its icon. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you have the bandwidth to do that kind of micromanaging, you can literally just rescue your creatures uh-huh. from, from a fight as they're about to lose, like dump them in the chicken pen. Mm-hmm. let eat some chickens. And then come back out strong, having, yeah. having uh, done some thing some to some strips. Mm-hmm. You
2: know? Yeah. So,
0: um, well, I mean, they don't think any strips. They, 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 eat they them whole. yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 they're geeks. They're jam, they're jamming cluckers.
1: That's definitely jamming cluckers. Yeah.
0: The, uh, <laughs> so, the, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you Also from the combat menu, you can uh, like cast directly on their icon. Again, yeah. Which is
1: really, really useful. Yeah. Saving you. Um, and that. also it shows the two icons left and right. So it looks like a boxing poster. Yep which i like <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: so um the, the next one here is lush meadow on down
1: so uh, real quick before this is the first level also flower hat that gives you the specials yes um uh, not the band but the uh the special item thing mm-hmm. um this is the first one you can get a transfer creature in you won't have a creature worth transferring but you can transfer over your highest level you know uh demon Mm -hmm. which is still useful. Um, The trick here, if you want to do early on, um, is transfer over a high level warlock because they'll research really fast. Mm -hmm. And that's how you get your leg up in this first section of transfer. Yes. Levels. Um, There are also levels up and a charm spell that you can get, but um, the transfer creature is the one you want to find before you leave.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, So lush meadow on down is the final of, uh, is the last of the tutorial levels. You know, it's your basic Mm -hmm. big battle against an enemy keeper. Um, and this really limits the gold that you can get. Like you have a small seam that is near your base, but there's a bigger one kind of toward the center between you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and you want that. Mm-hmm. Like you want to get because again, that's gonna speed everything up. Like I brought my researcher here, brought my high level warlock over. So I had a pretty fast advantage mm-hmm. to this. Not only just as a fight, but also uh in order to getting my things quicker.
0: Right. Um, um this brings in spiders. As your kind of like high-level bug uh, dudes, yes. uh, these end up, I think they have like a like a freeze spell kind of thing. It'll mm-hmm. slow enemies down.
1: Mm-hmm. And they can't exist with flies. So right. it's introducing that that mechanic. You
0: have to keep them separated.
1: You have to keep them separated or just sacrifice your flies. Yeah. <laughs> there's like, really right. no
0: reason to have them around.
1: Like they're not useful at this point. Yeah. Um, they become useful later with the temple. Right. But at this point, you don't really need them. Um, and sending them off on suicide missions, like, again, is tricky because... Being able to send them on a suicide mission meant that there is a path between me and what they're going to suicide on. Mm-hmm. So I ended up slapping a lot of them to death, which is a <laughs> surreal thing to do. But just like slapping the shit out of this fly until it dies. The, the sound effect on the slap—I'll
0: put one in if I can find it—is um, real. I
1: bet you can. Like, there's a lot of sound effects on YouTube for this yeah, game. It's
3: it's it's a real juicy slap.
1: I, I think all the sound effects in this game are great. Mm-hmm. The The sound of digging
3: uh-huh.
0: is
1: really satisfying. <laughs> like, shunk, shunk, like that. Like, it is perfect. Like, mm-hmm. it is the perfect sound. Yeah, the,
0: for what uh, you're doing. the sound of dropping chunk, a rune chunk, tile. Chunk. Like, the thunk,
1: yeah. thunk, 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 thunk. Like, it is, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like yeah. that quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, this area introduces prisons. Uh, you come across one between you and your enemy base. Um, This lets you uh, designate, uh, say like, hey, don't kill enemies, capture them. We're going to take them back to the prison. Um, And this introduces uh, a couple of pretty subtle and pretty poorly explained mechanics.
1: Yeah, they're they're cool, but it doesn't tell you what it is. Right, right. Um, If you starve your enemies to death, uh, they will become skeletons. is great. Who doesn't want a skeleton?
0: (laughs) Yeah, skeletons are good fighters, and you pretty much have an unlimited supply of them
1: when they cost nothing right like so they don't cost any money like they don't take payday they don't take Mm. food so like skeletons you want skeletons yeah um here i think that's something that gets changed in the second one Mm. i think skeleton you don't want like or skeletons uh do cost upkeep and they're limited by the size of your your prison okay so in the second one they made skeletons suck they're good Mm. in the first one yeah um having a prison at all though attracts bile demons as well (laughs) i love these Um, things they they show up very like we didn't talk about the intro cutscene but the intro cutscene in this game is good mm-hmm. um it's just your know, heroes attacking this thing and then running into trouble in the dungeon and then this guy comes out and like the design on this thing <laughs> like it's yeah. so weird it's like this big big fat metal guy with huge horns that have uh flails uh uh-huh. hanging from them and he swings around can you imagine like what a nightmare <laughs> yeah it's a uh, live <laughs> nope hey look over there oh i'm dead oh, like yeah,
0: I'll, I'll just i'll, I'll wait I'll, I'll let me just step into this into this pit here this will be my grave yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i'm done and then they attack by farting and they make constant fart sounds yeah <laughs> they they're just like and you can set them to fart like they have a special fart ability mm-hmm. and you can go up there and just like turn the battlefields into these like gigantic fart wastelands yeah
0: you know it's like a world war one like no man's land
1: yeah like, again yeah, those guys didn't have good diets nope like it's it's you know, like and say it's want greatest generation but let's not like it's not like their colons were doing the, the
0: lost generation lost generation yeah the lost
1: yeah lost yeah. generation yeah which one's uh, the greatest generation the one that came after
0: uh greatest generation fought in world war ii
1: what a slap in the face to the world war one guys. i
0: know right <laughs> like, i know the world war one gets a gets a short shrift
1: yeah that, and, that's true in general yeah
0: Um, but yeah, these bow demons are really, uh, they're, they're great. They, they take up a lot of, so I think they, they take up a lot of layer space and also they eat a shit ton. Yeah. They're they're
1: real hungry. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, they got to fuel their farts somehow. They got to
1: turn them chickens into farts. uh, Yeah. It's it's a a, a elaborate economy. Yeah. Assembly line. (laughs) Uh, But these ended up being kind of like a a big part of my army for most of the mid game. Mm -hmm. Um, I think these guys are good.
0: Yeah. Um, the prisons, like if you end up feeding the enemies, like you have a small chance to turn them by kind of like taking care of them. That's one way to get enemy units. Uh, is rec-
1: that pr- I thought you can only do that in torture chamber. I didn't know you oh. can do that in the prison.
0: I may be mistaken.
1: Okay. I, th- yeah. I think that's just the torture chamber. Okay. Um, not I'm not trying to like Gary explain. No, no, no. I just 95% sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the,
0: uh, this introduces guard posts, which is basically just a way to tell your units stay here and attack whatever's around.
1: Yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah, so sets up little uh sentry. Yeah, sentry it,
0: post. It's like the like this game's version of like StarCraft patrol command.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yep, and it, it's it's kind of a bummer that it takes a building. Yeah. You know to do it. Like it can. It, it's a cheap building, but it's still kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um. This uh. The, the, it gives you the sight of evil spell, uh, which allows you to um. Kind of reveal portions of the fog of war. Um. They don't explain this. This is another one of those things that can be charged as you uh, hold down the button. Mm-hmm. So if you click, it just shows you there's like essentially one room and you're like, why would I ever use this? But if you hold it down, it shows a bigger section.
0: Yeah, and also sticks around for longer.
1: Yeah, and costs more. Yeah. Um, but you can cast into into that. You don't have to have a uh, character line of sight. Mm-hmm. So when eventually you get, uh, and you can, um, you can only drop guys on your tiles. Right. Uh, but if it's a neutral place, you can drop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe, can you do that? I can't remember if, if you can do that I, or not. It, it might have been my style.
0: It seemed very inconsistent to me. I'm sure there is yeah. a, a, a defined rule, but I pretty much only bothered dragging uh, my dudes onto my own stuff.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, and the, the uh, yeah, the, so the bile demon that you get in here as well, I think this is the first, uh, the bile demon you get here, it goes into the pool once you find one on a map.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think this might be the first level where there are neutral enemies. Like right. he's in that prison. You find him, but that ends up becoming a big part of like this mid and late game Mm -hmm. is finding rooms and finding enemies. You just kind of can claim.
0: And it's a bit of a race to those.
1: Um, But, you know, you eventually uh, get through it and uh, it it turns into a town called Knife. (laughs) Uh, Streets run, run with the blood of the slain, screams of pain and the howls of anguish rip in the night air like a vengeful siren song. This really is somewhere you can take the kids for a weekend.
0: (laughs) Oh, you know. The important thing about being a dungeon keeper is making time for the for the important things. For the dungeon kids? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's the end of the tutorial and now we move on to Snuggle Dell.
0: Uh, Snuggle Dell where people worship bunnies. Yep.
1: The uh, <laughs> I I just took this as, as a euphemism for for productivity. Like the, these are very like uh fecund. Yes. Uh places.
0: <laughs> I was going to say fecund too. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh man. Uh so we're out of the tutorials. This is mm-hmm. hey, go obliterate this dungeon keeper. Uh still yes. introducing uh things to you. Um the trick Absolutely. the trick with the map here is that there is a a, a large circular cache of gold in the me- in the middle of the map. Uh, that kind of surrounds a torture chamber and this is where it introduces that mechanic along with our dark mistresses.
1: Yes. Um, and then what they're doing is saying like, Hey, you want this gold, right? Mm-hmm. Go get this thing and grab this torture chamber. Yeah. Um, dark mistresses are great. Um, they are competent, uh, fighters mm-hmm. like they're, they're, they're actually pretty good.
0: They're very and, resilient.
1: Yeah. yeah. Very resilient. Um, and they are how you can convert units, which is a big part of what's neat about this game. Right.
0: So. Mm-hmm. so yeah
1: the torture chambers
0: let you get information out of enemies uh you, you can know, yeah. you can drop your so like it'll basically put a permanent like uh eye of evil somewhere in their base which is good um mm-hmm. you can discipline your own creatures as well um which does something with morale it was kind of an opaque system
1: it's it's, it's awesome like it's if you put one creature in there it makes all other creatures of that type act as if they're being sped up
0: <laughs> yeah so like, like I, didn't I don't want to become it's an example
1: it's a it's pretty it's pretty great yeah. um as we mentioned the uh the dark mistresses because they're bdsm coded like they like being slapped they like being tortured mm-hmm. they will go to the torture chamber and just be tortured
0: yeah, so, um, yeah so i'm gonna hang it over
1: here yeah yeah exactly spank me mm-hmm. um please Steppy. yeah yeah please please Steppy. please, please 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 step me um but essentially this is other than that like going and getting the torture and introducing that kind of torture system Mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot to this level no um this is you want to while the stakes are this low learn the mechanics of torturing mm-hmm. um you also need to keep enemies alive yeah long enough to torture them either the heal cell spell which is expensive or the cheap way which is dropping a chicken down their throat <laughs> so <laughs> we're cram jam and a clucker yeah yeah cram clock <laughs> um this is also where they introduce um the lightning spell mm-hmm. or no, 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 yeah you get the lightning spell here which uh, like we said you can use uh, with the reveal spell so you mm-hmm. can fuck up the uh the enemy's economy right which is fun you also get the invisibility spell which like doesn't always work and i think it's like glitchy nightmare yeah. and never used did you get any use out of that spell
0: um i took a suggestion from some of the wikis and guides and used it uh I used it on imps to do some scouting and conversion mm-hmm. and stuff uh but it didn't seem to last long enough for me to really get a lot of use out of it that and yeah kind of like managing like okay cast the invisibility spell hope the imp doesn't run while you are loading up the uh, the possession spell to grab a hold of him and then covering the distance that, that yeah. he ran back like just uh that autonomy ended up fucking over like using a spell and then combining that to do uh like a task.
1: Yeah. It's 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 a bummer that again that like lack of direct control here's where it runs up against like, what you want to do. Yeah. Yep. Um yeah, and this also you get a transfer creature spell here as well. Uh which is useful because you can have a high level dungeon mistress or dark mistress yeah to bring into uh to wishvale wishvale
0: yes what is the uh what is the intro to this one
1: for wishvale uh the region of dreaming underlings is ruled by the beautiful lady catherine she's kind and fair and doesn't imprison or torture her subjects for some reason Mm -hmm. and then turns into steep scythe
3: (laughs) scythe.
0: that's a a um, weird combination of words
1: but steep scythe actually this this is a mistake steep scythe uh Everyone's been put to the sword. We've made an enormous magic carpet out of the thousands of bunnies. So this is actually a mix up between those two. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, this is a stage where you're kind of in the middle of these of this battle between two sides. So you have two different keepers that you're that you're working on. They are on either side of you. You're in the center. Um, And the the tooltip here, it just says, like, hey, get powerful enough to take both of them on.
1: Yeah, which is not. A good tool tip for this. Nope. Uh, because the 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 real trick, this is the first one where I got mad that I didn't have that map because you can just stumble upon any of them before mm-hmm. you're ready.
0: Yeah, this is um, this is one of the ones where it's like, oh, I just, I, I mined the wrong thing. And all of a sudden I made a door into, yes. my, into my world.
1: Yeah. And it takes a long time to research doors. And even once you do, they can break them down. Like, this is a bummer. You yeah. know, like this is where I was like, okay, I need, I want to have this wiki open and I'm going to have a much better time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, also, you can't really you can't really depend on them fighting each other. So it is kind of a rush to get over and take out one of them, so you can get their get their rooms and their assets, so you can mount a bigger offense on the other.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, which is again an interesting idea, but doesn't work as well as I want it right. to. Um, having the map makes us fine. Right. Like you 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 hunker down, you gain your strength, you have your transferred creature. You uh, level up, and I got to the point where I could take out either one of them. And then once you do, you have a lot more resources, and you can take out the other one. It, was, it ended up not being that hard with that information. Mm-hmm. You know, that made it fun. Um, not least of which is this, like, a lot easier, uh, because this is when you can get barracks. Right. Um, barracks attract orcs. Um, orcs are, like, probably your best, like, foot soldier fighter.
0: Right. They're very obedient, is the thing.
1: Yes. Yeah. Super obedient. They love to train. They love to fight. Um, and that's really it. And they don't take very, you know, they're, they're relatively cheap and food cheap. Mm-hmm. So you want orcs. Yes. Um, the barracks room, the way it works is you can create a barracks room. Um, if you put creatures in there, they'll stay there. If you possess the highest level creature there, it will, the, all the other creatures will follow it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So the idea is that, that you do a first person like assault on things, yeah. but it's <laughs> limited to a, like a short, a small number of creatures and it doesn't seem to work very well. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in the unpatched version of the game. Yeah. So it's, it, it seems like it is glitched.
0: Yeah. That's why I didn't really get a lot of use out of it because I didn't, I didn't find myself like wanting to lead a, an attack. Like yeah. I would want to send people off and then be back in my base managing it while they fought the war abroad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like I didn't really use them either. I just used them to attract orcs. Yeah. Which you can do. Like I like that it gives you that freedom to do so, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, this is the first level uh, after you take out the guys uh, that if you tortured one of the like knights, mm-hmm. um, you get the special torture cutscene. Did you get the torture cutscene? No, no, I didn't. You can between levels, you can get this thing where it's like a, a view down your torture pit with all these doors and you click on the door and uh, the door will open. And then you'll hear the person being tortured from the other side, oh geez. it's like a, like a, like a manhole side. I mean like fun tortured yeah. <laughs> dungeon keeper, but it's like the manhole. it's like a little toy oh, that you nice. get between the level. Huh. um it's kind of cute
0: yeah that, uh, that, that never end up doing that
1: yeah it it only happens if you you have to torture uh like high level enemies, yeah, which like a lot of times like at that point you might as well just kill them. yeah because <laughs> uh, there are, there are heroes here as well mm-hmm. in this level. So the the Wishvale thing it is heroes and uh, and dungeon keepers. I don't right. know if you get anything for torturing. I don't think you anything special other than just kind of the the permanent wizard eye, right, for torturing uh, dungeon keepers, stuff.
0: I mean, you can bring it over to your side, like you can. Yeah. that's a way to that, that,
1: that, yeah, yeah. But you know, I don't know if you get the the kind of uh, this this little cutscene of torturing the heroes. Yeah.
0: Kind of uh, Wishvale for me was kind of a resource constrained area. Like running out of money was the. It was my problem here because I couldn't really find a way to the dungeon Heart in the west, mm. which was which was kind of my first play.
1: Yeah, I think I went east first, if I recall, mm-hmm. um, and that ended up making making a difference. Yeah, um, but I don't again. Like if I did, that was a guess. Yeah. Like the game doesn't communicate that particularly no. well. So, yeah. <laughs> From
0: here, you move on to Tickle.
1: Yeah, Tickle. Good, <laughs> good name for a town. I wouldn't live in a town called Tickle. No. <laughs> Not a million years. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it sounds like one of those like really goofy towns, like in the like in West Kansas, like yeah, Tickle tickle, Kansas,
1: Tickle tickle Kansas. Yeah, yeah. I I do not like. I don't like that. No.
0: (laughs) This drops into a situation where you have basically nothing, but the enemy is built up uh, and is waiting near a gold deposit. So you have to be very careful about when you start a fight, and you can start them accidentally.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is also a uh, another area where there is a keeper and uh, a good guys mm-hmm. as well. Um, so you can get them to fight each other.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's tricky, but that is like incentivized in this level because you don't have the resources.
0: No, no, um, you don't have the resources. the The overall map is really, really big. Yeah, uh, I ended up expanding to like make my base like three times its initial size. Yeah.
1: Just, just on the way, because there's a lot of space between things like they actually, it's not like, be careful, you're going to step on the grass, the, the grass, it is actually take the space you need, money is your, your constrained thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, you had a transfer in the last one, so you can bring your Dark Mistress to this. Um, This introduces quite a few spells and rooms, though, that are pretty important. Yeah. Um, So spell-wise, I mean, we get Keevan, which never ended up being that interesting. It's kind of an area effect damage thing. It was so pitiful. Like, even fully yeah. charged,
0: it was really only good for, like, imps.
1: Yeah. Not very, not very good in Protect, which is good, but, like, is a level of micromanagement I don't want to do in any RTS, really. Right. You know, like, I, I'm not interested in, in that as a spell. The big thing here, though, is being able to get a temple. Yeah. Um, temples are huge, and it's a really interesting room. hmm So um,
0: their base function uh, is you can drop your, one of your creatures in here. It uh, keeps them from being able to be scavenged, which is a big deal um your
1: creatures specifically like on the sidelines yes
0: you do not want to drop them into the into the crazy mystical pool in the middle
1: (laughs) yeah
2: yeah
0: uh it also you can take angry um angry creatures drop them on the sidelines and they will uh stay in there and their anger will go down
1: yeah they chill out it's like the chill out room yeah Um, except for vampires who hate it right uh this will also cure status effects Mm -hmm. of creatures like if a creature gets diseased or turns into a chicken uh, which can happen. You can put them in here, and it will fix them. Right. Um, the biggest, like, most interesting thing is that you can sacrifice things to it uh, to get certain effects. Right. And I actually like this is unplayer unfriendly, but I actually like that it, you have to experiment for these. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. tell you what to do. Right. I'm um, here, and you can do things that really fuck you over. <laughs> yep. If you so, start
0: sacrificing undead, you can really <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. all of a sudden, all of your food is dead.
1: Yeah. Don't sacrifice chickens. Right. Um, you know, things like that. So like. I was doing my 1997 save scum strategy mm-hmm. and saving a lot to to try these different combinations. Eventually, I looked up the recipes, mm-hmm. but it was fun to see the kind of, you know, things. This is where if you sacrifice an imp, it lowers the cost of your imps, uh, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can make more. Um, you can summon uh, certain monsters by sacrificing a combination of creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another place where the Keeper FX version of this is a, a good option because it adds a lot more recipes. Mm. Uh, to this, like mostly good, but like allows you to summon a lot of more, you know, a lot of different creatures, mm-hmm. uh, through different combinations.
0: Yeah. So this is a way for you to exert some kind of control over your army makeup, not just hoping yeah. that you lure them in.
1: Yeah. You launder your creatures. Yeah. Um, and there's an advantage that they don't lose their levels. Like if you sacrifice a high level demon spawn, uh, with a beetle or what have you to get a, you know, bile demon, it, if those are high level, the bile demon will be high level. Yeah. So you can, you can also launder training. Like it is cheaper to train a shitty creature. Mm-hmm. So if you have enough time, you can actually do this to like get really powerful creatures without spending nearly as much money. Mm-hmm. Um that's not the uh, the real the real draw here though is once you have a temple you can make a horned reaper.
0: Yes. Um so you have to do like really high level uh, creatures like a like a horned not horned demon. It's like a like a dark mistress, um a bile demon and something else. Um but you drop all three of those in and this guy comes out. Again, he is yeah. the mascot for the uh for, he is the mascot for the game. Um, he's incredibly good good at combat and nothing else. He's pissed. He is so angry.
1: Like he comes out. He's Paul Rudd in in High American Summer, knocking <laughs> over the, the tray all yeah. the time. Yeah. So like the best thing you can do to keep him happy is to either like
0: drop him in the temple and have him run around there, or to like drop him on a guard post, which yeah. um which reduces his happiness decay. Uh, otherwise, you are going it, to it also him- just
1: quarantines him, like because you don't yeah. want him near your guys because he'll he'll fight them.
0: Right. Well, that, if he, that's if he gets angry and then starts uh, starts raging. Once yeah. he starts raging, he will not stop.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's everything is pretty much over and he gets mad about everything. Like he gets mad. Too many corpses, not enough corpses. Uh, uh, if you pick you
3: know,
1: him too, up. Oh, yeah. Don't hold him. Like <laughs> you don't want to hold him. Don't <laughs> hold the Reaper. Don't pick him up. The uh, the the whole like he is is really hard to manage. He's and super this happy is like, fun ball. Yeah, he's, he's super happy, fun boy. He's big red. <laughs> you don't want to... Uh, and this is one of the big changes between one and two that is one of the things like online when people argue about which Dungeon Keeper is better that they give this one props for because this is like a thing that is largely missing from Dungeon Keeper 2. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a really fun dynamic thing to do. Yeah. Is have the- to manage this like force of nature that is incredibly useful. Yeah. But it's like a Hulk.
0: <laughs> you know? yeah. Like so if you have one of these things on your map and you're going to... For the next several missions for the next like 10 uh, because it ends up being like a really like an easy button uh, for for a lot of these things. But like you're constantly like giving this guy money um, and making sure that he's that he's rested like and eventually like once I got the ability I would rush to have the ability to make prisons uh, Mm -hmm. because like having this guy rage was inevitable. I didn't want to always be carrying him around because you can just have him on your cursor and you won't be attacking things. If you drop him drop him into a prison, he won't be able to hurt anything as like his own little cell. I' yeah. uh, you like, oh, get him! Yeah, let's let's get the gimp. Uh, yeah,
1: let's <laughs> of... lock lock up the werewolf and yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's... And then I would bring him out, you know, and make sure I would only drop him in places where he would attack enemies.
1: Yeah, and he's he is incredibly powerful. Like. There's still that. The, the, there's a name for it, but there's like an economy thing when in uh comes up in D and D, but like the 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 side with the larger number of attacks usually wins. Yeah. So it's not like this guy's a one man army.
2: No. You no. know, if you
1: put him up against like a bunch of characters, like they're just getting more attacks and the numbers will eventually will out yeah. win and out.
0: And high level high level warlocks, or if you're fighting against wizards, or if you're fighting against spiders, like and freeze them. and Yeah, they'll freeze them into place and stuff. Like you know, you you don't want to send him in unsupported, but like yeah. he is very good for early rushes. Like possess yeah, him and take him over.
1: He's great for rushes, killing imps. He's great for uh just being the vanguard. Mm-hmm. Because you know, unless he goes into rage mode, he's not gonna fight your guys. Right. He's happy to kill the enemy. Um super super great. Like mm-hmm. I love I love him as a mechanic, I love him as a character. Mm-hmm. I would like a plush version.
0: He's good. Please, Etsy,
1: send it to me. Into demons. He's a demon. Um yeah, and At this the is the same this... time. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> It, it it starts off as the uh, this is your your transfer chain as you mentioned you're gonna have this guy for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you really want to find those transfer creature spells. Oh, now yeah. that you got this this motherfucker on your team, mm-hmm. um, there are other like when looking online there are other strats like torturing a high level hero. Uh-huh. Um, this is I think this might be tickle might be the level where they introduce samurai maybe uh, to fight you. I don't I don't know exactly, but having a uh, fighting bringing in like a high level samurai is very useful as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are things you can do, uh, or monks rather. Like there are things you can bring in that are really, really good. Yeah. Um, They're enemies, but I would rather just use the cool demon.
2: Same. So
1: Yeah. yeah. Um So <laughs> fuck you, tickle. Uh, moving on to Moonrush Wood, um, which uh, where where the legions of hell could ride in and would probably be offered cheap lodgings and a night of good cheer. Jeez. Ah, um, yeah, it's fuck monsters. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta go.
0: Yes. So this place is ruled over by four arrogant wizards. Uh, and they're hidden behind these mazes. they each have their own little uh kind of wedge in this trivial pursuit map kind of thing uh, mm-hmm. and they're also cordoned off behind these question mark shaped ore deposits uh this is a weird gimmick
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really strange yeah um the nice thing I mean you have to take them out, none of them are actually that hard no, like once you and you will get momentum mm-hmm. in this level, like once you have a decent army like expand your space like spend a little bit time to rest up like you can take out the next one that's very rare that they like end up teaming up right because of the geography
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so you can just like choose when you're going to cut yourself off a slice of that wizard yeah um yeah there are lots of like little distractions you can go down to like over in the west there are these mazes that have an awful lot of like treasure in them um Mm -hmm. and there are also like trap trap rooms that you want to get into like this is where you can just blunder into a boulder trap which will fuck you up
1: Yes, which is why you save because they will kill everything, yeah. including your your gigantic uh, horny yeah that that you want to have um the uh so you want to send imps out and possessing uh, possessing them is a good way to like set off traps mm-hmm. I'm here the uh the enemies are fairly tanky in this level, so you know it's it's yet to build up, but you're also kind of helped by that by introducing the graveyard yes um the graveyard is really cool like one uh it's a place to put corpses. So they're not upsetting all your dudes. Mm-hmm. No graveyards, a no place for corpses, yeah. um, and then the uh, the big thing though is they attract vampires, yes. so vampires every help. every
0: ten corpses that decompose will bring in one vampire for you,
1: yes. Yeah. And again, if you can get hellhounds, they will piss <laughs> out there. I think this might be pre-hellhound, but once you get hellhounds, that yeah. golden stuff is gonna it's yeah. gonna do it for you. yeah. um vampires are really good. Um, their kind of strength, like not only are they really great fighters, um, and they're very versatile, like they're pretty good at everything mm-hmm. um the great thing about them is they're functionally immortal mm-hmm. um when they die, they come back one level less, yeah, and you can train them back up and just kind of keep as long as you have money, you will have high level vampires, yeah
0: um, I uh, saw other strats for just like you know if you don't wanna deal with the horned the horned demon, you can just bring a uh, high level vampire forward like that yeah. will that will do you
1: he's he's really good, and you can actually kind of launder once you make imps cheap through the temple thing Mm -hmm. you can kill imps like the graveyard doesn't care what kind of corpses no (laughs) there are so you can essentially like you know once imps cost you 300 gold per per, just period Mm -hmm. you can launder imps at a rate of 10 imps per one vampire making (laughs) vampires cost three thousand dollars and not be as you know fickle and and kind of uh, set to the whims of the 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 portal you know, so you can, you can kind of just make vampires. Like vampires, yeah. you know, backbone of my army. <laughs> like up until the end.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, love them, vampires.
0: Very much so. Damn these
1: vampires! No. No. <laughs> yeah. Something. Yeah. It's vampire weekend every day of the week. Yeah. When it comes to Moonbrushwood. <laughs> um, this is also the first level where I think that you can unlock a hidden level. Um, I did not do these. I couldn't find them, and I just looked them up. Right. And they are like weird little gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of fun, but I also. I don't think we're going to talk about them very much. Like, do you have them in the notes? No, no, I don't. There are four like hidden levels that are like kind of interesting and kind of weird little twists on things, but none of which I thought were very fun. Mm -hmm. So, sorry to like, and they're probably people, they probably have their fans. I'm not trying to shit on you, but no, no. That's kind of how I
0: follow them. I did like one of them and that was it.
1: Yeah. And they take a long time to introduce them. And I I wish that they had not made them like hard. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, I, I did, I did, you know, like you, I did like one of them, but like I felt like this would have been a good way to do kind of like, play with the mechanics which they do but then they also mm-hmm. end up being really tricky. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So. Yep. It,
0: it'd be good if they were candy, not uh, yes. you know, dip difficult candy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I want. That's what I want is like a candy, not like a Halloween razor blade candy. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Um so this uh so moonbrush wood introduces two new spells for you, hold audience, which is kind of your panic button. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
0: it'll draw your uh your people back to your dungeon heart. This is really only useful if your dungeon heart is under attack. And you need to uh, mount your final defense. Yes.
1: And then the other spell is, is disease. disease, which is interesting. Like the way that disease works in this game, uh, it like actually follows kind of like contagion rules. Mm-hmm. And I re- I didn't really engage with them, but I was reading about strategies online where you can actually do a lot of cool shit with this.
0: It's like it's really OP. Like you can do some, you know, Middle Ages plague catapult tactics yeah. where you disease your own dude and like send it in. Like, hey, you, this is a sacrifice so you can start a chain reaction on their side.
1: Like, the, this hasted fly has disease. He's just going to go and get all of you guys sick. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have certain, like, ways to, to combat that, like, you, they will just – they will die. Mm-hmm. You know, and the way this works for your own guys, if one of your guys gets sick, um, little flies will hover around him, which must be weird to the actual flies. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a weird scale. Um the little flies will have around them and they will just lose health. Um, they can heal and everything and they can sleep, but all they'll do is hang around in, in the lair getting everyone else sick. Right. You know, like you need to take them to a temple. If you didn't build a temple, you need that person to die. Like you have mm-hmm. to quarantine them, put them in jail, do something. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a huge, like when your guys get diseased, it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a cool, like I think it's a cool mechanic. Like I said, I didn't engage with it very much, but mm-hmm. I think it's neat.
0: Yeah, it, uh, it it draws focus. It changes your priorities
1: around. Yes, yeah. Yeah. this is the level that actually introduces the uh, the samurai. Okay, which apparently it can can go head for head up against the uh, the reaper. Oh damn!
0: Yeah. Nice. Um, the Hi. next one never grim. Uh, fuck this level.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't turn into always grim, which is the thing that bums me out. You're right.
0: Uh, (laughs) that isn't the thing that bums me out. Uh, this is really tough. Uh, so it's a change of pace. Like instead of starting with your dungeon heart in just a small room, you end up on this, uh, kind of like wide open area with a bunch of gold deposits around you. Um, you're not building rooms. You're just kind of like saying, Hey, this part of my field is for this particular purpose. Um, I could not attract monsters, uh, attract and train monsters fast enough to be ready for when the other dungeon keeper got his bridges up and made his attack. Um, mm. And this is the place where, like, I ended up following a fact, and this is where I started doing the Horned Reaper thing. Thank God I had old saves where I could just go back, do a previous mission, and get one of these guys.
1: I see. Yeah, I, I had my Horned Reaper. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't find this super hard. Like it is hard. Like it's limited resources. Right. And they're they're, they're doing something. Like they're trying to teach you something. And what they're trying to teach you <laughs> by like not letting you get guys quick enough is to use the scavenger room. Yeah. Uh, which you can find um, scavenger rooms attract hellhounds, uh, which are decent fighters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're fine. They can but run most- on uh, lava as well. Run on lava. I mostly just want them for their sweet, sweet golden nugget. Um, <laughs> the, like, But the uh, scavenger rooms are interesting mechanically too. Like they're very expensive, but if you put a creature in the scavenger room, it will go and gather creatures of their own type from the map, like steal them from the enemy, steal them from off the map, create them from the ether. I never really quite figured it out. But if I put a vampire in my scavenger room, which like scavenging is the number one thing vampires like to do. I just got more vampires, you know, of, of the same or like slightly less level. Yeah. Um, that is how I got through. Like, and I also had the make a horn demon, yeah. which like is if you can rush this level, it's also pretty easy. Yeah. Um, but it is really hard to play as a straight shot. And I think one of the problems with dungeon keeper is that it takes those things that should feel like cool Easter eggs that go outside the power curve and, levels them out to be the minimum Mm -hmm. you know like it should be having the 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 the, having some extra horny guy should be uh this bonus not um not the lich pin of
0: your entire effort
1: yeah i need this yeah you know so that that is a that is a bummer yeah
0: um this introduces dragons and i really don't like these i think they're way too slow
1: they're really really slow
0: yeah um they're out there they're just kind of like wandering in the lava uh, and they are you know your neutral enemies. Uh you want to grab them because again you have that you have that early disadvantage of not being able to drag enough people in. You can and you use, you, deny your enemy. Yeah, yeah, and you can and you can use one of them like like scavenge likes uh yeah. through the uh, through the scavenger room. Um so you can use that to get yourself, you know, deny them that defensive opportunity while you're doing your attacks.
1: They're good at research. Yep, like they, you know, they're fine. I ended up actually I didn't like using them in combat very much either because they are very slow. Mm-hmm. Um you I mean, they have like they're good at attacking. Like, once you get them attacked, attack, but keeping them kind of on defense and freeing up my warlocks to train mm-hmm. was the main use. Like, I mostly use these guys to research, so I could keep my warlocks, you know, ready for shooting fireballs. Right. So.
0: Yeah. Um. This is where you get the cave in spell. Um, yeah. And it's not really that great, like we said before.
1: Yeah, and you can get chicken here as well, mm-hmm. uh, which can turn an enemy into a chicken, but is not all that useful. I'm a chicken much march. I'm a chicken. Yeah. Yeah, turn him into a to a clock clock point.
0: <laughs> In hearth, taking okay. us into the uh, the third fourth of the game. Uh, this is your uh, your big defensive map.
1: Well, before, like, we I mean, the intro to this, man, like, <laughs> family life is the reason these serfs feel so confident and cheerful. Their unruffled existence would even make a terror dog throw up. What the fuck is a terror dog? <laughs> Who is terror dog? <laughs> Who is terror dog? What is sp- I really, really need to know. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like, when I saw that,
0: it's just like a terror dog. A terror dog, huh? Okay. Yeah, terror right, dog. I'm going along with you. I'm not, like, I'm not angry. I'm just confused.
1: Yeah. I just want to know we just want the closure. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry. You got me
1: with that. one. <laughs> yeah. I don't think like at, at some point you can make an AI that is just Simpsons things. Cause it relates. It's like a Darmok and Gerard Nagra thing. Like there's a Simpsons thing that pops into my head for literally every situation. Like it's not a, uh, it's non optional. Oh, poor router. Poor. Yeah, Uter. Fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> He really did disappear too. They kind of stopped putting him in backgrounds so and things. Oh yeah, yeah. remember Wendell? <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, the... Oh man.
1: Um,
0: so this isn't like the big defensive map, but this is the first time you're really dropped into it after the after the tutorial. Like you just have to survive, a, you know, these escalating waves.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, what was that? It was that uh, me sucking on the straw in my water bottle here? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just a, Cause that, that, that's the noise I make whenever I hear escalating waves. No,
0: <laughs> I thought, I thought you were doing like a chef's fingers kind of thing. I do it on... oh, yeah, ooh
1: waves. Mm. Um, so the, it, it's pretty like, uh, like continuous, the kind of the attacks on you, you know, they start fairly quickly and there will be continuing waves as you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, luckily like it is, you know, bunkering up like is, is a pretty viable strategy. Yeah. In this. Yeah.
0: Um, it also like you have to like manage your focus because all of the enemies are gonna be coming from the four cardinal directions. You're not just yeah. like bunkering up, you know, one particular mouth to your dungeon. You're just kind of scrambling, uh, trying to uh you know, bite a meet No, you're doing the chocolate factory. Some kind of Lucy's skit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, kids. Hi uh, <laughs> kids. You, know,
1: yeah. you oh. know, like I love Lucy's. <laughs> yeah, you know, like the the popular show. Yeah. Um the uh, this is the other thing too, where like I just I don't understand how without the leg up of taking a, a high level character in this either to have a increased your strength or research, I have no idea how you're supposed to do this. Yeah, like this would was manageable and fun, but would have been incredibly hard if not. Mm. Yeah. So.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um,
0: and wizards started getting uh started getting some real bullshit spells at this point too. Like yeah. That, that wind spell is uh, that, that's devastating. That's Especially yeah, exactly. near lava, like it seemed I, like they were always blowing my guys into lava where they would die.
1: I mislike it. Yeah. Um, so 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 save like crazy. Yeah, you know. Again, and that's how you that's how you get through this. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is probably the beginning. I mean, not quite. Like we're coming up though on the beginning of there where this starts getting kind of obnoxious.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like for me, my first wall was was never grim. Um, mm-hmm. I'll I'll tell you when I when I hit the point where it's like nope,
1: fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up is, uh, elves dance, uh, elf stance. Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, one elf,
0: it's just the one elf. It's not the elves dance.
1: Yeah. it's just elf. Um, yeah. Elf dance. <laughs> hey everybody, uh,
0: let's do the, 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 the funky so Gordon the funky. Shumway. Yeah. I
1: was going to call it the funky, do it the, my way, the Shumway. <laughs> um, so this is, uh, you know, two enemy keepers, but you actually start out in an advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where it starts feeling a little bit arbitrary. Like, You know, like this, this is, I mean, it did before this, but it's super disconnected from the narrative. Like, you know, it's just like at this point you have this much land at this point. You have this little, like it doesn't really feel tied to the area or geography or progression in any way. It's just them setting up situations that you might have in multiplayer to train you. Yes.
0: Yeah. Just different, uh, different power imbalances at the start. You know, getting you, getting you used to those situations for me as somebody who is not really going to play multiplayer at all. It, it, it seemed to, you know, kind of like stop trying to teach me things that would be useful because who knew if this would contribute to later on, right?
1: Yeah. 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 Um, there's a, you know, so the two keepers are allied against you. Um, heroes will show up as well, though. They'll fight them. Yeah. um And you are the only person who gets a bridge spell on this. Like, mm-hmm. I noticed it while playing that nothing was making it to me. Yeah. But I didn't uh, confirm that until later until looking online. But like, you know it's up to you to kind of control the pace like you make the best army you can with the resources you start out with mm-hmm. and then and then kind of move forward right yeah
0: which lets you you know decide when this is going to become a combat map um, yeah because those heroes are down there at the bottom with this large deposit of gold too like you, you make the decision of whether or not to open that up so like yep. this is this is a little bit of a breather honestly
1: yeah yeah it's it's not particularly bad but again i like i had like the gigantic horny. Mm-hmm. So it is hard to uh, say what it would be like without that, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. This moves you on to Buffy Oak, mm-hmm. um, which starts you out in this huge dungeon above the uh, the lava river. You have these portals that are exposed and open to the enemy. Like, if you fuck up and open up a way for them to get across your shore, like they will just start pummeling your dudes as soon as they spawn in. The way to not have that happen is just not to do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Again, kind of keeping it keeping it down you know keeping it keeping it uh to yourself and gaining your power um you know to make it so when that kind of happen or when you open things up you're definitely ready
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um that's all there really is to that
1: as far as i could tell yeah this is not again this this is the weird breather section Mm -hmm. you know there's not uh, a whole lot to it you have to play long enough to get that transfer creature thing because you're still going to want that yeah but there's whole, not a whole lot to this. Like, we just faced two keepers just with some heroes. Now mm-hmm. we're facing two keepers. Yep. <laughs> without the heroes. like feels like it's in a weird uh, kind of a de-escalation.
0: Yeah. And then we're going to yep. get a massive escalation here after this. Uh, when yeah. we go to Sleepyburg. Uh, this yes. was a substantial wall for me. And taking this uh, with a strategy that kind of mirrored what I did before ended up being, like, impossible and untenable. Uh Just because of the rush for resources and the fact that your goal here isn't so much to like take out these other keepers, like you can ignore them um and try not to you know raise their ire. what you're trying to do is take out these just shitloads of the highest level heroes that you've seen um up in the north mm. I couldn't find a way to contain the other keepers um as I was like trying to get to the to the gem seam or whatever or trying to make my way to the you know to the heroes to the north. Um, so this is the mission where I started doing the, uh, the sight of evil and snipe.
1: Mm -hmm. That's what, that's what I did as well. Um, like once you get those gems, like that's a very viable strategy. It's not Mm -hmm. very fun. No. You know, it's hard to say that that was what they were trying to teach you Mm -hmm. in this. Because it's it's
0: such a massive map that it was like a lot went into designing it. Like if that's what they were trying to teach you, they wouldn't have had this other stuff there.
1: Yeah. It just feels a little bit poorly tuned. Yeah. You know, like, um. I didn't actually mind doing the sniping thing that much, but I had like I, I tried a couple times in good faith and couldn't beat it other than that.
0: No, no. You know? So it just it felt a little bit like uh like oh this, this Dark Souls boss is easy, you just have to uh stay outside stay. Yeah, she's a
1: kukri for like six hours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Stay stay outside their, their realm and just snipe them. Like, oh, you know, man-eaters are easy if you shoot 999 wooden arrows through the fog wall. (laughs) It's like, well, yes, it's easy, but. Yeah. yeah. like. You know. Technically. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty poorly balanced, like pretty shitty mission. Um So tricky, like there's other ways to do it. You know, this is kind of a general disclaimer just for my life and then also for this episode of the show, though, like just because we used a strategy and we're like, that strategy wasn't very fun, like. I'm aware that this game, like there are other strategies. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. As always, something being possible doesn't mean that it's it's communicated well or it's a good way to do it. You know, it's, you know, Lobo speed all the Dark Souls games with the with barehanded mm-hmm. with no level ups. Like it doesn't mean that you should have to or that like some of those things aren't too hard. You know, there's, it's within reason is the, the watchword. Right. So uh, I felt like this was hard to do within reason. <laughs> uh, the straight up way.
2: Yeah. No.
1: Um this takes
0: us through to Woodley Rhyme. Yes.
1: Yep. A, a village of obscene contentment. <laughs> um this is uh this is another like enemy of my enemy. Yep. Uh areas. Um so we have uh three different dungeon keepers this time um who have their kind of thing, and they surround this fortress full of heroes. Uh and they don't like them. And you can, you know, you can take out two keepers without aggroing the heroes. Um, let them deal with the heroes you can also again like start a fight and leave yeah you know like you have the a, a superpower that you have that the enemy doesn't have is that you can pick up your guys in the middle of battle right <laughs> and essentially teleport everyone Yep. so like starting that fight between them and then getting out of there was really useful just to have two, the two enemies like soften each other up
0: yeah so like what i did was i sent some dudes over to like tunnel into the base that is far to the east um, just like I just opened it up and saying like, "Hey guys, open up this can. I'm here. Come after me." And when they were, you know, and then I retreated. When they were trying to come at my at, at my base, you know, where they were going to find me, they ended up running across and aggroing the uh, the enemy, taking them out mm. of the uh, out of the equation. And then once they were weak, I just launched another attack to like claim all their rooms and stuff, so that I could get twice as much, basically.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, this also. Uh... Introduces a spell called Armageddon, which summons all your creatures to your dungeon heart and oh. all creatures, all enemy creatures like the the enemy gets a three second warning mm-hmm. to do any preparation. And then all your guys are there for one big final fight, <laughs> which is kind of what we were looking for before. It's a little bit undermined by the fact that you're fighting four different factions, right? You know, so you have to, to have that numerical superiority is very really difficult. What it does allow you to do is just end it. If like you're hunting down the last few guys. Mm hmm. You know but the the stakes are always going to be on you because it's at your dungeon heart. So this is a cool spell again I can see it being pretty fun in multiplayer like I can see it being you know in a one on one fight this is like hey let's just let's call it yeah you know this is a slaughter but um, in the actual single player game I didn't find it that useful.
0: Yep it's also incredibly expensive.
1: Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Like it, to get to get to it, it's a high up on the tech tree and cost a lot. Yeah. Of gold to cast.
0: Yeah. It's a little bit like um, I know it's not the case because they have, like there are strategies around this, but to make a StarCraft comparison, it's a little bit like doing nukes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This takes us into the final leg of the game, um, with Tulip Scent, which is just an infamously hard map.
1: This is the one where like every time you look at a guide or any of the disc course of this, it's like one is the hardest level. Mm-hmm. Uh you cannot, you know, you can almost not do this without a transfer creature. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, the reason for that is that um, your creature pool is very limited. Um, the enemy keeper always gets the better monster than you do.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, like it's, you can, you can get trolls or expile demons, uh, tentacles, which we didn't talk about, but they kind of suck. Mm-hmm. Um, skeletons. They can get everything except for those. Right. So they get, they get all the things and the the pools are very, very low. Like, yes, you can get bile demons, uh, bile demons, but there are only two of them in the pool.
2: Right.
0: So, so you want to race for those because those give you a huge advantage.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to, you're going to use orcs a lot in this, um, which is like the strongest monster you can use, mm-hmm. uh, except for your, your guy you took with you Right. to this.
0: And your guy that you brought with you might have some friends, because this is the map that uh, down this long hallway between you and the other uh, enemy base, you have these little suites off of it. One. <laughs> so two little suites, each with a horned reaper inside of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get them, but then you have three angry boys. <laughs> three
0: very, very angry
3: boys.
1: Yeah. You get Biff and his two idiots that <laughs> hangs out to, to Bully McFly. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean it's a bad idea because you're so starved for resources, but you have to use it. And the thing, this gives you a spell, like the must obey spell, right, which makes creatures docile, which, you know, that's intentional. Like that, the fact that they starve you of resources and then give you these, these extra horn demons, like has to be intentional. Of course. Like they want you to deal with that. Um, it just, it's, you're just kind of under the gun doing it, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. Because uh, your your enemy keeper is going to, like, the only, the only thing keeping them away from you are these magical doors.
1: Yeah. Which uh, are breakable. Right. Like, it, magical does not mean impervious. It just means, like, one step above wooden,
2: <laughs>
1: essentially. Right. Um, it ends up being the kind of thing where it is much harder in the beginning of this. Like, if you can kind of survive the beginning of it, you can you can keep going. You know, like, you, it, it, you get a little bit of momentum in this level, I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of depending a little just uh, on AI, like how aggressive the AI was right? Decided to be. And that felt random. Yeah. Um, I also ended up using like a guide pretty much and just did everything I said in the guide <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yep. right? because it was a huge wall. Like I was just like, going to follow the step by step and the map and the guide and that's uh, and that's it.
0: Yeah, I watched a video of somebody of somebody beating this, and then I just followed it—not like step by step, but it's like okay, I should I should do this stuff roughly in this order, and that ended mm-hmm. up being my uh, my way through.
1: Yep, yep, yep. yeah, yeah. Kind I mean, huge difficulty spike, mm-hmm. not you know, and probably the hardest level in the game. Yeah, like the last level is also hard, um, but we get a little bit of a, a minor breather between that. Yeah.
0: Um also tulip scent is a very weird name. I don't know why the word scent
1: puts me off. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like like looking at it as one word kind of doesn't seem like it <laughs> means scent of a tulip. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh Mirthshire is your next one here. Um this mm-hmm. is kind of your final big defense challenge. Um you have mm-hmm. enemies coming from five keeps and you have seven different ways into your into your dungeon. Uh so take what we said before and then compound that.
1: Yes. Um, you can still i think this is not the first, i think you can still transfer your guy, I think you lose it in the next one the
0: no two tulipson has lost when you can bring him too,
1: yeah, yeah Cause you yeah, you don't get that, so you don't have it for this, which is which is a bummer um, but a defensive map is always gonna be a little bit easier right than I think than an aggressive map,
0: yeah um, like the defensive maps run into the problem of I really don't enjoy um r t s levels that are just like hey, survive for forty five minutes. Yeah. And these aren't, these aren't tuned points. like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like at all. Like those those are tend to be tuned in a certain way. Yeah. These are not like that. No. Um the uh this is and you have to also conserve gold yeah. in a real serious way. Like that is a limited resource because you can't really expand since you're being defensive like right. This is this is hard. I like this level just fine. Yeah. Um you know, it's it's no tulip scent, <laughs> But with it's it's just crazy that they spend the entire mid game giving you that transfer creep creature crutch. Yeah. You know, and driving off the, the highway and just, like, going at full speed here is just very difficult to adjust to. <laughs> yep.
0: There's, okay, have this crutch for half the game and, and are bad for relying on it and for not developing the compensatory muscles, right?
1: I don't, I don't know if it doesn't feel like it's damning me. It just feels like a weird Band-Aid thing. Yeah. You know, and knowing that, like, they they remade the game kind of late in the game makes this kind of make sense. Like, the transfer creature could have been a Band-Aid or removing it could have been a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. You know, either or. But, like, it just it's, – it's a hard – uh hard balance mm-hmm. you know it's it's already a little bit discouraging not discouraging but like one of the things i think about with this game is that if you're going to enjoy it you don't want to rush it because levels start the same every time like, yeah. since you're starting from zero like it gets very repetitive if you're just going to sit down and play these 20 levels over the course of like 20 nights uh, yeah you know you want you want to spread it out a little bit more than that um you're already kind of like not incentivized to like And I'm losing my train of thought. I got frustrated by Mirthshire. (laughs) Fucking Mirthshire. (laughs) Like, it's not a bad level, but I just, like, I hate losing my guy. Uh But I also, I can't really say that I should have got my guy. You know, it was optional, but at the same time, it didn't feel optional because this game is really hard. And part of that is just the 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 vintage
0: yeah it makes the it makes the last four levels of this game feel very out of step with the rest of it is 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 i think the problem like it ends up you know again falling into this sins of pacing kind of kind of thing you know which we we talk about a lot and we harp on that a lot
1: they are huge like they take forever yeah all of these levels that are at the end like are you know you can get through the first couple maps like if you if you're really luxuriating and fully training your guys it can take you know an hour and then but you get to these last maps and it's like i can't remember how long i spent on on skybeard trill on the last map but it was a long time <laughs> like it was it was a it was a multiple session yeah you know dungeon which just seems like not to play to the the strengths of this game's pacing
2: yeah
1: um so you get through uh through mirthshire uh enemies start coming in and you just kind of turtle um you can do it but tricky uh moving on to blase end which like the names are getting very on the nose <laughs> which, I, which i like um <laughs> And uh, here you have, there's, a, there's kind of a, an opposing hero fortress that is surrounded by this lava mm-hmm. uh, here.
0: And this is and, like in the story, like this is the final, you know, the, the final fortress for the, for all the heroes, the forces of
1: good. Yes. Yeah. And there's the, no keepers, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but
0: this stage lasts forever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's no, um, you know, there, and there's very limited gold as well. Right so you had to be very careful with what you're doing which run kind of runs you into that it can happen in many rts's but i always associate with the board game settlers of Catan, Mm -hmm. which is like making a mistake early on and not having it bite you for a very long time right like oh i shouldn't have made this creature because he's costing me too much at payday and now i'm not ready to attack but i don't have money i have to attack to get money Mm -hmm. it's a cool dramatic situation but every time i attack i just lose (laughs) because i'm just not prepared enough
2: yeah,
0: and it's extra frustrating because oftentimes those, I make a mistake early on and it, and it bites me later. Like, those are failures on the margin. Like, I just barely don't have enough.
1: hmm Yeah. Yeah. But it takes a really, really long time uh, to get to, as you mentioned. Um, you can get, there's a, every end, all the things on the side are all kind of guarded. Like, there are all these yeah. little outposts um, that you can get. There's a portal in the middle that you can get kind of get towards if you go quickly, but everything else, you're yeah. going to have to have at least a little bit of an army mm-hmm. to get through.
2: Yeah,
0: um, the next to last stage is missile, M I S T L E. They're 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 not they're not breaking the convention there. It's like mistletoe. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of an interesting gimmick, and I'm very happy that they did this. It's something that's been bereft of the past few, which is mm-hmm. um, you start out in a huge dungeon and you think, hey, this is going to be a really big advantage. Like I don't have to spend time building stuff. I can uh, attract monsters right away. The problem is. This dungeon was built without a training room, and you cannot build one in there.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which means uh, you have to scavenge and recruit right. your army after this. So I like this level, too. Like, I think this is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Again, though, I want that map. Like, I don't think I would like this if I didn't know where these things were. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was stumbling forward in the dark and it was just as likely to run into the enemy as I was, you know, like the vampires you can grab.
0: Yeah.
2: In this. Yeah.
0: And it feels like I'm asking them to make this a different game. But um what makes this interesting to me is like it's a very artificial constraint. You're never going yeah. to run into a situation in multiplayer where like, oh, like you can't build a a training room. One like of your you're, basic things. Yeah, you're gonna do that like right away every time.
1: Mm. Yeah. They're not asking you to go without training room, they're asking you to go grab one. Right. So you can go steal it. Right. Which I think is cool too. Like that's a what feels like a major mechanic that they haven't forced you to use until the penultimate mission. Right. You know.
0: So, um but yeah, you wanna yeah. rush to capture one dungeon so you can use all of their facilities to make your to make your real uh, your real attack.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um this leads into the final level. Uh, oh, Skybird man. Trill.
0: It's a fucking marathon. I just pulled up uh <laughs> I just pulled up some videos of people doing Skybird Trill.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um let's see here, the first three, uh fifty minutes, an hour and nine minutes, and then one hour thirty three.
1: I was I took longer than an hour and a half. Yeah. on this with with uh saves and loads and stuff like that. Like this this took for, took forever. Like it's huge, it's a huge map. Mhm. Um It is, uh, there's, I mean, the, the, the flavors are nice. Uh, Skybird Trill, the ultimate and cute. A frown in Skybird Trill brings all the townspeople to the sufferer's door with gifts of love, (laughs) fine cheer, and eternal friendship.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and casseroles. So many casseroles.
1: So it's funeral, funeral potatoes. (laughs) Um, so it's tricky. It's not, um, so there's, uh, there's a keeper, um, and then there's the heroes. There's a blue keeper who is against you. Um the Blue Keeper, you don't actually have to destroy him, but you want to because you want his shit. Right. For the most part. Yeah. Um, um
0: The Blue is all built up at the start. Like this feels like it is saying, all right, take everything you've learned and use it because you just start with your portal. Yes. And, and yeah, your and your dungeon heart. Yeah.
1: And you're going to want to get uh this introduces um like there's like wandering horned reapers reapers, and you can't make uh mistresses. Right. So you have to go you want to go claim one of those if you want a very strong if you want a reaper right yep yeah um this is the first place where i had to do something to stop my guys from being scavenged oh yeah like yeah because the enemy can scavenge here and like it's pretty tricky i thought it was hard to know that it was going on but like when it's going on you can like put guys in the temple or in jail um and did so like if if you're not doing anything like i'm gonna put you here so the enemy cannot steal you from me
0: right because that like that is a rolling advantage
1: yeah it you know upsets the balance quite a bit
0: yeah so your goal in this is to take out the avatar um, he is kind of on this island surrounded by lava He can't get out so you decide when to open up that particular can
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, and that is around this gigantic fortress in the center you're making your assaults there um, <clears throat> and it can use the uh, the enemy's keeper stuff uh, that isn't the final boss however um because even though the, the avatar is very you know difficult like it's a high level powerful thing like it will trounce a horned reaper like even a maxed out one
1: (laughs) mostly (laughs) because he has spells yeah he's he's just as strong physically but he also can cast like a bunch of the more annoying spells
0: right right um after you put down this avatar then this becomes like a defense kind of map because all of the heroes all the remaining heroes start flooding it so you have to deal with those don't deal with those waves as well
1: Mm -hmm. yeah everyone tries to do their their final you know let's clear this guy out through everything they have them, which I which I enjoy
2: yeah
1: um as a thing and I went through it took part of the reason why this took so long is because I took the time to like torture the avatar oh yeah <laughs> like and that was a great you know it's just like can I can I do this and it's like yeah mm-hmm. you know like you can you can convert the most powerful unit in the in the system <laughs> I did the same thing because it was very
0: um it was very satisfying to say like even this even your hero the one that you is, relied on the most is now under my sway
1: is mine yep <laughs> yeah I, I you know and the same thing, and that like they can't really be undersold like it was a cool moment and Paid off in gameplay, Mm -hmm. you know, as well. Like it was like, oh, having this incredibly powerful thing, like not only is this kind of deliciously evil, but (laughs) it feels really cool. Yeah. And it's really powerful. And, you know, like that was that was worthwhile. It just took forever. Like I don't actually like think this mission is that bad. It's just I think that this would be great if it wasn't for the five that preceded it. Yeah. You know, those were kind of shorter and a little bit more modular in what they taught. Yeah. um, This mission would actually be a really good cap off. Yes.
0: Yep, and no. who knows if that was like just the design convention at the time. Like, hey, the training wheels are off. Now each of these is going to be like its own game in and of itself. Like this is a scenario yeah. that you're meant to, you know, do again and again.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's just it's it's also too, because once you're having this gigantic war that's going on, the war like itself will just take a long time. This mm-hmm. huge skirmish, because there's so many creatures. Um, it can be again like kind of a joy to watch that as well. Mm-hmm. Like here are tons and tons of like enemy units just Exploding. It's hard to follow on. It's very chaotic. Yeah. Um. You know, when you have this Vanguard, you have your like mega horned Reaper and your mega Avatar, at the Vanguard. Like, <laughs> it feels pretty good. Yeah. You know, like, like I mean, I already said that, but it's it's like it it feels very good in the end. It is just a lot. Yeah. You know, um, and that ends up being like the end of of Dungeon Keeper. You get a, a bonkers ass cutscene <laughs> um, that includes like a little goblin lady swinging her tits about, like. It's very yeah, it's strange, little, like little this party cutscene.
0: yeah, just in this uh in this very uh you know it's like low res uh low mm-hmm. fidelity uh, just watching all these little guys having fun is uh it's a little bit otherworldly,
1: yeah, like it, it but it's it's you know again it's it's that like it's a living, it's that that kind of thing it's cute, yeah, um the uh yeah, and then you get to see some titties, and then that's, that's the game. <laughs> that's see the, <cool> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is.
0: So, Dungeon Keeper, I don't know that I have an awful lot of like um, final thoughts on this. I feel like I made a lot of them toward the beginning. Like, there are lots of great ideas in this. I wish it hung together better, and I think that mm. there was just a tension between <laughs> between just kind of the simulation aspect and the RTS aspect of it. I, basically, my one was more of a management style thing that were, mm. that, that relied a lot le- that relied on victory conditions that were more than just go and kill all these dudes,
3: right?
1: Mm. Yeah, it doesn't, like, the going and killing the dudes doesn't bother me part, and it's not like I, I don't feel like, like, I feel like there are management games out there yeah. that exist. And, like, if, if you ever get the urge, like, Dungeon Keeper 2 has, like, the My Pet Dungeon mode, which does a lot, is, like, a perpetual mode, uh-huh. where you just kind of, like, build a dungeon, and you do have to deal with attacks, but, like, you yeah. build a dungeon and keep going with it. I think that's cool. I don't hunger for that specifically. I don't mind the combat parts of this. I feel like, for me, the thing that stopped this from being an unqualified joy to play as an adult was the like lack of feedback, the kind of the balance, the the level balance, the tweaks, like things that just felt like they were numbers. Yeah. You know, and that's what was frustrating about it. I always come the way most frustrated from a game when it's like, this is just numbers. Like you could tune this and make this better, with just different tuning, you know? And it wasn't the style at the time. Like the style at the time was to be very difficult. Yeah. I get that. Like so much so that there's an expansion that's like very difficult. Mm-hmm. But like for me, just like a, a smoother uh, a ramp up And kind of like having every level be designed to teach you something like a little bit more intentional design. Yeah. Would have gone a long way as opposed to like there are levels where it just it feels like this is a minor difference. But the difference is not like even in like something like Doom, right? Like we covered Doom 2. I felt like I was better able to pick out what the level was trying to teach you. Yeah. Like here is here's what happens when you mix up hit scan weapons and projectile weapons. Here is an ambush against the like with a small number of foes, you know, but you control when it starts. Here's a um, wide you know, open
0: space versus a bunch of smaller connected spaces. Yes.
1: You know, here Here's a maze. Here's a maze in darkness. Here's invisible enemies in a bright space. Like they, I felt more like I could tell what they were doing Yeah. here. Like a lot of these levels, I was just like, what are you trying to teach me? The fact that <laughs> I can bring in this like super hard avatar and like undermines it. Mm-hmm. But if I play without that, uh, the way to get through it is just very tedious.
0: Right, right. You know, and that ted- um, that tedium is definitely the thing that I, that, that is like hinging on. You know yeah. like that 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 is what you're trying to avoid at all costs is like this attrition of just hoping and waiting that you that you will get the get the armor that you want right
1: yes, you know, and just uh i just it made me think like I wanted a version what the way that I ended up ultimately playing this once I started bringing in outside sources was very fun, yeah and I enjoyed it, um not all of it. Like, there are several levels I thought were annoying. There are times where I wanted to put it down. But, like, I had fun with it. I think it's possible to have fun with it. It made me want a game that systematized that shit. Yeah. Like, at the beginning of the level, you study a map. hmm You know, and you plan out your course. And you have uh, more robust ways to get intelligence. You know, because, like, doing those kind of, like, undermining my enemy by, like, selling this stuff or stealing things from him are things I don't get in. That's what differentiated this from an RTS game. Right. Me. Like... A lot of times you just had to fight, but those were contingent on, like, actual tactics. And when I play RTS games, because I don't play them against other people, I, you don't have to use tactics often. Mm-hmm. Like, even in very good ones, even in, like, you know, StarCraft II, which is a great game. I love that game. Mm-hmm. You don't, uh, you can be pretty tactically bereft. Like, you can build up the murder ball. Yeah. You know, like, you 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 make a bunch of guys that uh, that's an overwhelming army and you send them in. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. Like, I like that. Like, I, I find that very satisfying. Uh, but it's not very tactically strong like this challenged me to think more tactically and if the game were to lean into the ways that did that with this kind of management sim part because that's that's part of the, the tacticalness like those independent ais are necessary for that the tactical angle mm-hmm. i would have enjoyed it a lot more yeah you know as is it's like the the flavor it's like you know it's it's such a first in like so many things mm-hmm. you know it's, it's maybe not the first game where you get to play as the bad guy but it's one of the first big ones like it's got a very unique kind of flavor and tone. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that are, are make it important, but like it probably, I would have been probably fine, like relegating it to the, the important, but you know, not saying I really want to play pile. Yeah. And <laughs> put, put and, it over there with the Wasteland the,
0: too. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, no, not, wasteland. Not, not Wasteland too, Wasteland.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wasteland too is good. Yeah. Sorry. Wasteland <laughs> is something like, I, like I want to play it at some point too, but who knows if I will because of, right. because of those issues, you know, yeah. put it, put it over there with like, I don't know. Um, but it, it's a. Uh, it makes me want to. I really want to try that version that maybe see you know sees that they fix it and see if the developers of the spiritual successor felt the same things that I did. Yeah. About it, you know, see what this is like without nonsense. Yeah. It's
0: it's, it's a good idea. Um, I think the like the theming and the play work together in a really good way, and that is fun, mm-hmm. satisfying when it happens because it's kind of rare. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that it, that it happens so holistically, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is it is very of a piece, mm-hmm. like even though it has the, it's poorly tuned, but like the actual individual elements, even if there's too much or too little of them mm-hmm. all move in the same direction. Yeah. Like it, it feels like a unified statement Yeah, on a thing, which like it cannot be, you know, that's important. Um, Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. <sighs> yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much Dungeon Keeper. Like, <laughs> I liked it. I don't want anyone to come away from me being like, you know, because I I I do like this game. Like, I get that it is a classic. It is a very well-loved game. And I loved it, too. Like, I played this as, you know, a late teen. Mm-hmm. And and I never beat it, but I liked it a lot. But that mm-hmm. was just kind of when sitting down and staring at this map in the darkness and doing that kind of experimentation, like, felt better. Right. Than it does now, you know. And there are games of this vintage that I can pick up and just have be have fun with instantly. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not even a vintage thing. It's this specific thing and how it's kind of tuned. Like started replaying Baldur's Gate 2 and like Jesus Christ like does that go down like butter like it is <laughs> it is a very good game and it's very smart yeah. in what it does this just felt like it needed a little bit more time in the oven and I'm curious about the kind of what that rebuild that last like you know yeah. 15 minutes to midnight rebuild did
0: but I mean like you know? the fact that Dungeon Keeper 2 doesn't doesn't like address all of those problems
1: based on what we understand yeah that they,
0: that they are so similar kind of makes me think that they they, they made what they wanted
1: I think you know. they made what they wanted at the end. They maybe didn't do that tuning, you know, like they have that everything facing the right direction. Uh-huh. And then it was a huge hit, you know? So like they ended up making an expansion that was just for people who wanted more. And then they ultimately ended up making a sequel. That was just people who wanted more. Yeah. And there are probably people who listen to this who think that all of our complaints are nonsense, you know, yeah. because this is what just definitely what they want. So I can't speak to it other than being like, it's not exactly what I want. Right. And it's kind of sad. Cause like I, I've been wanting to like, I'm always want to push like late nineties PC shit. Yep. On the show, like, this is one of my favorite eras in gaming, like, it's, a uh, and it's just a kind of a bummer for something not to hold up the same way like XCOM does, right? you know, just to, to pull out an example, or there's, like, plenty of things, like, like, Warcraft 2 does, mm-hmm. like, Warcraft 2 is pretty playable, like, that's a fun game, yeah. there are a lot of things of this era that stand up a little bit better, mm-hmm. so, yeah, um, what are we doing next time, Cole?
0: Well, Gary, uh, next time we are hearing your responses about Dungeon Keeper and child of light and the warrior Wear series i believe by the time this comes out it might be too late uh to write mm-hmm. in uh no it you
2: have a, will, you I think have,
0: you have a little bit of time on the early release feed but uh it is too late on the regular feed um, what's well, not too late for is mech month mech month
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: mech month, month. <laughs> I'm, ex- um, I'm excited about mech month um so what are we playing during mech month
1: uh we we're playing three games let's go through them uh, we got jump and flash
0: ps1 classic <laughs> the game that made me it's it's the game that's made me the most sick since doom 2
1: That makes that makes me so sad because i think that game's really good oh, like I, I i got through it and i was just like this is actually really good and i'm afraid cole's gonna hate it and i'm yeah. afraid that his sicknesses but this is so interesting and and like oh, noteworthy and cool uh,
0: oh it's a tremendous amount of fun i just had to like bounce back and forth between playing it on the ps3 and on my vita Mm-hmm. <laughs> no it's a very good game that i had a lot of fun with it was just it was just hilarious how much it was like designed and weaponized against my particular kind of motion sickness
1: it's into, like the way our emotion sicknesses uh articulate because i think i've said before that like the most motion sick i've ever got playing a video game was uh the adventures of headphone and jack oh yeah suffering and maybe they just like so a first person thing is less likely to, i mean vr makes me out to puke as soon as i put on a helmet but like <laughs> the uh that kind of second person, like screen sides of the screen moving like that, mm-hmm. um, make me, or like a, or a third person, same thing with the witcher, with the fisheye mode, oh, yeah. the detective thing may me really nauseous. Like mm-hmm. I'm less prone to nausea from a first person perspective than a third person perspective.
2: Yeah.
0: My, really my, my parents, my mom and my stepdad, they love the show on Smithsonian called aerial America. And it's like, okay. Hey, the, like these are, these are high definition cameras that are put up in planes and they like do these big sweeping arcs around like the Hearst mansion. Like and it's mm. beautiful. They get these awesome panoramas of like you know either wonderful scenery or impressive architecture. But the problem is it, <laughs> the way that it's edited and the way that it's shot with these really wide-angle zoom lens kind of things, uh, moving very constantly and spinning around. Uh, it, it is it is like um, I, I might as well just say like, drink Ipecac. so i go home and i'm sitting there reading a thing and then they just put on a thing of aerial america and it's like i have like you know this i have told you before (laughs) that i get as sick as possible from this jumping flash was very much the same way because it is about like jumping up and down and like your perspective is shifting to like stare up and necessarily just like boing boing uh really fucked with me so yeah
1: it's uh it's it's the way that like with 3d platforming it's one of my favorite solutions for it, oh, like, which just
0: not not make it third person.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, well, not to make it third person, but then, yeah, and make it so like I always know where I'm going to land. Yeah, like even in in like even in Mario Odyssey, like I sometimes don't know where I'm going to land. Like I misjudge a jump because 3D platformer, mm-hmm. but you always know exactly where you're going to land in Jumping Flash. Yeah, and and that's so like what a thing that you should be able to take for granted in a platformer, <laughs> right? The platformer, yeah. like landing on platforms, is the majority of what you do. Like, I should know where I'm going to land. Yeah. Um. So, jumping Flash is the first one. It's also very slight. Like, if you're going to play, that's going to be a short episode. Uh-huh. Um, we warned you that there'd be some shortos. Um. That's going to be a short episode, but it's on PS PSN network, and you can play it in a couple hours if yep. you want to check it out.
0: And you can also play the sequel, uh which does yeah. not make me as motion sick because of the frame rate.
1: Yeah, and is also good. Like, it's yes. more. It's another more of the same sequel, but it's good.
0: Yeah.
1: And there's um, a Japan only sequel that I haven't played, but I'm kind of mm, curious about. Yeah.
0: Um, After that, we are doing our first Armored Core game. This is FromSoft's kind of like other big uh, franchise. Uh, We're doing Armored Core 4 for
1: Answer. Yes. Um, On the uh, PS3 or Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you started that yet, Cool.
0: No, I have not. I installed it on my PS3 and then I played Titanfall.
1: It is, um, for Answer is, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Like it is, uh, you can tell it's a From game. It's like you're lost in a totally different way. (laughs) <laughs> um like it, it's just like i don't really know what's going on i don't really know all the mechanics like i'm still kind of stumbling through and my hope is that i will have that kind of crystallization or retrospect yeah that happened with you know the souls games yeah um, but it's fun like mm-hmm. it's like it le- it's legitimately pretty fun so yeah. like i don't feel like it's uh, i don't think mitch does wrong uh yeah. mitch who was sponsoring that month
0: yes no i i'm very excited to get to it but i just uh uh titanfall 2 which is the next game after that uh is a little bit of a, an easier putt it is of, the easiest <laughs> in terms of in terms of uh time investment, man talk about going down like butter
1: yeah that's 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 the candy <laughs> the candy of video games yeah um with with everything that implies yes like it it is that game is definitely candy mm-hmm. um so yeah that's that's uh that's Mac month, yep, so you have until the fifteenth of february to
0: uh to uh put in your answers for that um not yeah to, for 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 those three games your responses mm-hmm. um and then we're going to be announcing uh, March here pretty soon. We still need to ham- hammer down some details, but there's stuff in there that I'm excited
1: about too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excited. Um, yeah. So if, uh, you have those things that we'd love to hear from you, um, you can also, uh, if you like the show, you can support the network by going to patreon.com slash duck mm-hmm. Uh, that is a huge deal. Yes. Um, you know, just, uh, even as little, you know, a dollar a month makes a really big difference. Um, you know, it, it's I I support a bunch of Patreon's at dollar a month. I don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it actually does make a it make a big difference. Um, you get a bunch of stuff. You get to vote in polls. You get to uh, extra episodes of After Suffering. You get to uh, get uh, early release. There's an early release feed. There are a lot of things you can get mm-hmm. after that. So go and take it. Take a look. Yeah. Uh, if you would.
0: Oh, and we have some uh, some people to thank for Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so I'll get us started here. Uh, these are people who gave ten dollars or more uh gonna start us with ben st george
1: thank you ben thank you ben really do appreciate it uh thank you to corbin green one of our mods oh thank you corbin yeah uh thanks to doug leaf yeah doug leaf is uh, i know doug doug is a super nice dude yeah uh i think it's you oh thank you to md, MD. I, I
0: like those letters
1: md dds <laughs> presumably
0: yeah um yeah. and thank you to michael pren
1: super active in the community we met him uh, in austin yeah thank you michael yeah you know the uh just as a, a real quick anecdote sure. i was playing a, a shitty version of quiplash with like some people who we were just want to make dick jokes okay and somebody was like a good job for dentist the menace when he when he grows up Uh oh and i put dentist the menace at dds <laughs> which i think is like the best answer for that and it was like didn't get chosen over something like dick measurer uh, or something like that and i'm like this is not my crowd no no like Dentist the menace dds is pretty good <laughs> that is very just, good like god damn it um so anywho but thanks everybody for uh for supporting us and uh if you want to support us or get thanked you can head on over to patreon.com slash tv please do um gary you and i stream that's true um i stream every friday uh 3 p.m pst uh reading choose your own adventure and game books that's uh, called choose your illusion 2 and it is uh, right now, I just last week, I did the first session of a solo Call of Cthulhu uh, adventure called Grimrock Isle, mm. uh, which is hilariously Call of cthulhu Like, I spent the <laughs> whole first day, I researched at the library, and then I went down to City Records. Uh-huh. And then I went down to the police department and got kicked out uh, after I bribed a, a deputy to let me in, and then the sheriff came back. <laughs> and then uh, I went to a place, and the the very first little bit of information the author gives you, is don't eat the pie at this like seaside inn. Yeah. And chat was all like eat the pie, eat the pie, and I lost a point of constitution. <laughs> and uh <laughs> like well, it, so it and, was and, it was a funny session.
0: And you and you're playing this with uh with permanence, right? Like you're not just like okay, going back oh, to yeah. a checkpoint.
1: Yeah. And that's the other thing too. So the gimmick of the show is that uh whatever happens, happens. So my version of the overnight ordeal, which is a uh a, like a pick-a-path, choose your Avenger style book, is that like a kid. Uh, has a fight with his mom, considers going out to the old church, but then is sad about the fight with his mom and decides not to. <laughs> the end. <laughs> um, like that was uh, when we did uh duck stream. We, d- I did a, a repeat. I did um, the wax museum um, that we covered in the game books episode. Like oh, goosebumps the, the goosebumps book. one. Yeah. Yes. Um, which was very funny. Um, and there's a part in that, which I think we talked about in that episode where you get to like a time machine thing. And it's like flip a coin. If you get, uh, you know, heads go to this page if you go tails go to this page we got tails and tails starts the book over (laughs) it goes back to the first page and it's just like i can't cheat because that's not what the show is i just had to get through this as quick as possible like it was like it was like an hour of just that like it was pretty fun
0: that's that's pretty good (laughs)
1: <laughs> um what do you stream cole
0: um i mostly stream horror games uh i want to add a little bit more variety do uh, some different shows on that uh but uh, my primary series is hex crank live uh playing survival horror and horror themed games uh on friday and saturday nights and doing do a couple of sessions here and there uh like recently i have uh, been doing dead space 2 uh for people mm-hmm. who liked the dead space episode you can watch and see how that game is different uh, also recently did, uh, stories untold, which is a 2017 indie game that does some really interesting stuff with like interface.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, how long is that?
0: Oh, it's like a, it's like a three hour game.
1: Okay. Yeah. I've, I've got it. I just have not, uh, played it. Yeah. I've it's like, it's like a, it's
0: like a night. It's very interesting. I would recommend you play
1: mm-hmm. it. I will have to check that out.
0: Yeah. But if people want to watch that, uh, follow, uh, uh, oh gosh, twitch.tv slash duck TV. Um, that is, uh, so you follow that to get the uh, notifications when
1: those, uh, when those go up. Mm-hmm yeah um i think that's probably about it ratings reviews things like that are all very helpful Mm -hmm. um keep doing those yeah and uh yeah and we'll see you guys next week yeah and until then watch out for horny baby yeah who who is terror dog It's hard to uh, find notable things about a month other than sports. Like I went back and they were exclusively like people winning golf tournaments I've never heard of.
0: Yeah, it's all or so. uh, like birthdays. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I did, they were not on the site I went to. It was all sports. It was oh, like wow. all sports and then a couple trials. So.
0: <laughs> That's fine. It paints a picture. That's a good. That was a good idea.
1: It's uh, early June.